It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hi, welcome to G2 Hardcore, and tonight we are going to talk about uh, some of the theories that we have about what may really be going on. Uh, but I want to say hi to Tej. Hey, Tej. Hello. Hi, everybody. Um, before we get into the cucks, and I completely forget, I just want to send a shout-out to... Um, my new convert to pre-52 Superman and Clovis, um, he started out completely new 52 Pro, and I changed him around. Hi, Gordon from Australia. How are you? Um, he's probably sleeping now because it's very late in Australia. Yeah, or very early. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yes, I have shown him the light of Clovis and pre-52 Superman. So well done oh. for converting. Yay. Yay. I'm converting them. I'm converting them slowly but surely. I'm going around and they're like, oh, look at look at this new 52 guy. And I'm like, look at this pre-52 dude. You know, I'm like, I'm like the guy that goes around with, with, with the open, um, you know, the, the overcoat. And I'm like, hey, want to buy some pre-52 Superman? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I won't yeah. let DC win. I won't no. let them win. Well, okay. Yeah, and I want to say hi to Gordon. Hey, Gordon. I hope you enjoyed the show. Okay, we're going to start out a little differently. We are going to go through the comics of the week, but we, I wanted to start it out. I'm very jazzed about this about this episode because, you know, Tej and I Twitter, uh, tweet during the week, and um, especially on, you know, Comic Book Day, and, you know, we, we talk. But mm. <clears throat> last week... I came up with this idea that editorial was dark side. Right. And I, I, I agree. <laughs> yes. And, you know, and so I was like, well, Tej agrees. Okay. So, and because Tej, okay, both of us have read comics pre-52, um, you know, and so we have, we have a lot of the mythology in our, under our belt, okay? Mm. But, I kept thinking, man, they are dark side, because I know the anti-life equation. Um, so let's go over the anti-life equation. Now, it's a formula. It's math, okay. people. It's math. So don't get okay. bored. It's, it's very no. interesting. <laughs> and then Tej asked me something after, you know. So anyway, um, okay. So we'll take the first line of the anti-life equation. Uh, which dark side uh, was always looking for pre-52, right? Mm. I guess they used it in a different way. Um, they didn't actually have the formula, but I I can't remember. It was like his brother used it against him or something. I don't know. But here's the first line. These are the additions. This is the stuff you add. Loneliness plus alienation plus fear plus despair plus self-worth. 
Okay. <laughs> what does that remind you of, Tej? Gee, it's this it's this reboot that they came up with in two or eleven, you know. Um it's called the New Fifty Two. Yeah. So And specifically specifically I think Superman in the New Fifty Two. Right. Right. So, um I mean, because they came out and said that, you know, he's alienated, you know, and the mm-hmm. second word in the anti-life equation is alienation. And then, you know, he's lonely because he doesn't have parents and, you know, and what was the entire entire speech at on top of the Lincoln Memorial? Yeah, lonely. you know, it, it, it's the basis of Superman and Wonder Woman being together. It's, it's the right. two... It's, the first word and the third word, loneliness and fear. And they yep. alienated him to make him lonely and fearful. And then they do things out of fear and despair. And they really don't have any self-worth because he really doesn't know himself, right? We've, how no, often have exactly. we said that? Okay. Thank the you. other thing, go ahead. No, yeah, I'm listening to you. Yeah, Okay. So the other thing, um, if you anyone who's read pre fifty two Superman knows that Clark has a very strong will, and that's one of the reasons why he adores Lois because she even has a stronger will than he does, you know. And, but in the New Fifty Two, he has absolutely no will, you know. It's like, meh, whatever. Right. Um, and and if you listen to the Green Lanterns, um, will comes from a place of courage. Mm-hmm. And will comes from a place of willingness to do something. In the face of adversity, you have the self-belief, the worth in yourself to believe that you can do something to better it. So, Right. In fact, the lanterns work, uh, well, the green lanterns work out of will exclusively, correct? True. Yeah, their power is formulated of will, which was just explained how will, uh, you know, it's it's not the willingness or, you know, how brave you are or something like that. It's, It's how willing you are, even in the face of fear, to act on that and to do something to overcome your fear. Yeah. So, okay, now comes the division part. Divided by mockery, divided by condemnation, and divided by misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. What does that remind you of? Editorial. <laughs> to be quite honest. <laughs> right. And there's, and there's some of that in the fomance itself. Oh, true, true. Especially the mockery Yeah, she condemns him, you know, and there's total misunderstanding in that relationship. It's like, why are you guys together? And that question's never really been answered. Mm. Why why are they together romantically is the question. Not, oh, it could be a team book, and we've always said that. It could be a team book. I could see a team book, but why are they together romantically? You know, I've always said, I've always said, I don't mind if it was a team book, if it was a Batman Superman type of book. I would buy the book if it was a Batman Superman type book. Right. But the whole 
you know, forcing them and shoving them into the relationship is what turned me off and turned me away from everything. Made me angry. Right. Um, so then comes the multiplication part. Times guilt, times shame, times failure, times judgment. Mark has a lot of guilt. <laughs> For whatever oh, definitely. Reason. Shame. I mean, you know, how many times has Wonder Woman shamed him? Um, oh, well. Failure. Uh, okay, Red. Go ahead. If you look at the last issue of Action, where his right. parents are mocking him uh, right. on his yeah. failure and his shame because of what he's, what he is and what he's become. You know, right. they say they say that anger is, um, you know, anger is derived from the guilt of something that you've done. So, so and also, I mean, in that issue, Clark knew that they were lying. So that was like the, one of the first times we saw his strong will. He's like not accepting those ideas. And he's getting a stronger will, which I was like, whoa, well, what's happening here? Mm-hmm. Um, plus failure. He's had a lot of failures. And then judgment. Okay, remember when they went into, was it conduct, you know, to fight the um, the tyrant? You know, they were going to free these people on their own, you know, without letting the Justice League know or anybody else know. Oh, right, Kadak, right. Yeah, Kadok. So, um, so then we come to the algebraic part. N equals Y, where Y equals hope, and N equals folly. So, in other words, folly equals hope. Mm-hmm. Remember, we're dealing with the anti-life equation. Love equals lies. Life equals death, and self equals dark side. And then that's D-A-R-K space S-I-D-E. Yes. Um, Taj asked me online, well, what is the life equation? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know if it's ever been. I've, I've never seen a like a, a mathematical formula for it. But the answer yes. that I got from the website was, the life equation is the will of all beings in existence. Right. It's the willingness, the way I translate it, it's the willingness to live life, to yeah. be alive in your life, to, to live it, you know, which is what Superman used to do. Yeah. He used to live life to the fullest. He never used to be afraid and say, I'm going to be immortal for the rest of my life and, and those can get hurt and that sort of thing. You know, he's, um, he said, no, I have this one life to live because I don't know when it's going to end, and I want to spend it to the fullest. Right. One of the complaints that we've had is that, especially the fomance, it's like, it's cheap. It's like not even good pulp fiction. I mean, it's it's like these characters are not what they should be, okay? And so, and plus we had... um, some things occur within the last week or so. We got to see uh, Throne of Atlantis, 
uh, which mm-hmm. brought up the Justice League 12 thing. And we got to see, um, well, and then, you know, we got to see um, Batman Superman 18, which came out Wednesday. Now, <clears throat> so, <laughs> uh, the last time, the very first time we saw Darkseid in New 52, it was in the Justice League book. And it was during the five years previous to the present. Now, remember, we've gone over this a billion times. Why are there two books or two stories? You know, Justice League happened five years before the present. Action occurred six months before Justice League. Okay? And then there's a huge, there's a five year gap or five and a half year gap between. Action and Superman. Okay. Why is Superman the only one that has a huge gap besides the Justice League story? And then the Justice League story leaked into the present after mm-hmm. the Dark Side uh, battle. I want to say battle. Okay. Now, uh, we know that Brainiac. Has uh, is going to be featured in Convergence. Um, there, there's been a dark side battle on Earth Two, um, which has been in Earth Two and World End, and those people um, come to um, Earth Zero, <laughs> the new thing, mm-hmm. um, on ships. And then we five years in the future, what happened with that? Okay, now. Darkseid, when he was in Justice League five years previous, um, he captured, well, his minions captured Clark and wanted to build an army using his DNA. Okay, some of that's been reflected in the Earth 2 Clark. Um, Right. And we'll talk a little bit about that today, too. But um, but Batman went and, and... got him, and they, you know, they came back to uh, five years previous New 52 Justice League. Okay. All right. So, something happened in Batman Superman this week, and we'll go over our reactions to the entire book later. That'll be probably the last book that we review, and we'll probably zoom through the rest of them. But... No, yeah, we will be like one word reviews for the rest of the book because they're so. It, it, they didn't leave any impression on me. You know, Chris labeled the Superman Wonder Woman um, romance, quote unquote, the fomance. And I, with the things that are are coming into play right now, I wonder if she realizes how. Right, she is. Um, because for me, this week, it's taken it to a whole new level. Now, I don't... Mm-hmm. We've, remember we've complained about how the stories aren't clever? Oh, yes, definitely. Okay. So <laughs> I, I don't know if... Brain to be, I don't want my brain to be a Grant Morrison challenge because then I'd have scrambled brains. But I do want it to be... No, seriously, Grant Morrison, I don't know what he's saying half the time. 
So it's like, uh, okay. He just right? heard just some quirky stuff, and, you, you know, it, you just kind of zoom through it, and then you can go back if you really wanted to investigate. But Yeah, yeah. But, it's but a good I think learning experience, you know. Learning experiences, yes, to show you just how much you don't know. Um <laughs> <laughs> And, yeah. But I do appreciate good, clever storytelling. Right. Uh, so, it's, it's what attracted me to comics. Oh, I keep yeah. saying that. Right. Uh, we've had clever sto- Okay, Smallville. Brian Q. Miller delivered on the clever. You know? He delivered on cl- clever, cliffhangers, yeah. suspense, drama, love. Every- he gave us a full package. Yes. We got the full package with him. But I think the element of cleverness has been drained from the New 52, especially with Superman. Mm. And, um, okay, so here's where I'm going with that. I don't know if they're this clever. I think they have a problem dragging it out for three and a half years. But this could be what they're going to do. They may have drug it out for years to see what would sell and what wouldn't sell. But, okay. Um, One of the things I noticed, um, Darkseid was in, what, the first six or nine books of Justice League? I can't remember where they split that. Six. Six is their number. Six is their number to make a volume. So that's how right. all the right. Originally, that's how all the arcs went. Right. And then they would, and then they would cancel a book after twelve or right. sometimes six. You know, right. they they canceled Firestorm after six issues. So. So Darkseid appeared five years previous. Okay. And isn't it? And you know, they really don't talk about. I think the only time we got the anti-life equation, it wasn't the mathematical equation at all. It was mentioned in the Villains Month, the Dark Side issue that um, did Greg Pack write that one? Yes. Okay. Oh, did, oh, so, did he write Doomsday? He, mm, Can't remember. I don't remember. We'll have to look that. up. Anyway, so why now, September... In um, Green Lanterns, uh, New Lanterns, what is the name of that book? Guardians of the something? New Guardians, New Guardians. New Ga- okay, yeah, not, Guardians yeah. of the, not Guardians of the Galaxy, no. No, it's <laughs> Green Lantern, New Guardian, Future's End, which was just came out last September. They right. start mentioning the life equation. So three years, well, wait a minute, now let me take that back. Four years after the beginning of the New 52, they plopped the life equation down. And they gave it to Kyle Rayner as mm. a White Lantern. Okay, whatever. And apparently there's problems with that too. Of course, if you've got, you know, the will of all beings, if it's not a common desire then, yeah, you're going to have problems. But, um, so then, again, in um, 
I want to say Green Lantern Annual 3 and in another issue of Green Lantern New Guardians 36, it's mentioned. Okay? Mm. That's all been since September. So now the life equation is coming into play. So we have, and here's the other thing, Jeff Johns is doing a Dark Side Wars this summer. Mm Mm-hmm. With okay. the anti-monitor, who, yes. who basically, um, he's the embodiment of, of anti-matter. Right. Okay. Here's my thought. The dark side battle in five years previous in Justice League, the Justice League lost. And here's how they lost. Dark side won emotionally and intellectually. And um, there's also another thing that's always bothered me about Justice League. Cyborg has apocalyptic technology. But why? Why does Cyborg need apocalyptic technology? Right, because originally he just had, um, you know, in the in the Teen Titans cartoon and from the very very little Teen Titans comics that I read, he just had advanced titanium technology and like Wi-Fi, like super fast Wi-Fi. That was his the extent of his powers. Right. So, here's my idea. After the dark side battle in Justice League, they jumped into the present. And then we got Justice League 12. Okay. Mm. Which tells me, you know, and we were like, really? That's how you start a romance with talking like that, okay? And they are on top of the Lincoln Memorial, which always bugged the crap out of me. Yeah, it's Grecian architecture, but it's a pretty public place. And that place doesn't close down. I mean, we were there right. late at night. And it's got floodlights and stuff, right? Yes. And security and cameras. cameras. Yes. So everybody and their brother could see what was going on top of that thing. And and if you think that they're not going to zoom those cameras in, you know, with sound and everything, you know, the way the Americans, <laughs> American society is being monitored, you know, um, on Superman and Wonder Woman having a conversation on top of the Lincoln Memorial, that's not really private, is it? No. So their first guess, there, if it was very public, you know, if they wanted to have a romance, I could see them, you know, elsewhere. But it was a very public place on top of the Lincoln Memorial. So five days later, Clark and Diana are having this conversation in the Watchtower, and Clark says stuff like it was a kiss, not a commitment. Now, who was present 
on the watchtower when they were talking about that. Flash and sidewalk. Yeah. Who overheard the conversation? Cyborg, because he's hooked up to the entire watchtower. Right. So, why? I kept thinking, why did they have it so Cyborg and Flash would know? Okay. Here's what I'm thinking. Why give Cyborg apocalyptic powers? I think that Darkseid ruled the day in the end. Maybe not physically, because we're like, it's Darkseid. Why wouldn't they, you know, when we watched Justice League War, we're like, gosh, they made him lame, you know. <laughs> um, there was this one review that said Darkseid was basically just a sticker <laughs> in the entire movie. Right. But here's the thing. He didn't win, quote, unquote, physically, because he had planted, he has a planted seed in Cyborg. Okay. Oh, definitely. So, basically, and Cyborg can tap into all their surveillance globally, right? Right. So you can't have a private moment to yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So, I'm thinking that the fomance is fake. It's a hoax. To protect, like Clark said, to protect the people I love. Okay, so I think there was something that there was a conversation or something. Maybe, probably Bats was in on it because you know how Bats is. That they said, okay, because we don't have, the, we have the five-year gap in Superman's story, and we don't know why he never asked Lois out or, or anything like that. We're like, really? This guy never asked Lois Lane out, and he worked with her for five years? Really? Right. And he was drooling all over her in action, what was it, 18, 19? 19. Yeah. Okay. That... Well, okay, action zero. He was in love with Lois Lane before he ever met her. Yeah, he fell in love with her writing. He was... Yeah. He's literally her biggest fanboy. Yeah. But the, now all of a sudden he's dating one. So here's the thing. The fomance is a, is a hoax to protect the people that they love. Remember, Diana broke up with Steve Trevor again. And she fired him from the Justice League. Why? She really didn't have the authority to do that. I mean, she has authority to dump him, but she doesn't have the authority to, you know, keep him out. Yeah, and Batman must have been okay with it because you didn't see any convo about, well, Diana, you shouldn't be doing that, you know. So I think the fomance is fake in order to protect Steve Trevor and Lois Lane. Now, you may think that I'm just a fangirl and I'm out of my mind, <laughs> but I think some of this. Some of, and that may be true, but I can plot a story because I, if I know the because at first I develop the characters and then I plot the story, and I've had people say, "Man, you come up with some crazy stuff," and I'm like, "Yeah, but it's good stuff." So here's here's what um so here's what I'm coming up with um the fomance is a hoax. The only time they snog is when it's in public, right? But I went back 
and I tortured myself and I checked every single kiss. Every single one is out in the open and public. Okay, so there's no private kissy kissy. There's, and and when they're together, they're like, I've admired you from afar forever, you know, none of that. It's all very, and they really don't know each other. You know, she doesn't understand why this, and he doesn't understand, you know, and he tells her he loves her before they set off the atom bomb, you know. Um, But, I mean, you know, we can love her as a friend, hello. Yeah, you know, Um, I keep saying that. I keep saying that he may love Diana. I have no problem with that. But he's not in love with her. There's a huge difference. Right? He says, I love you. Right. It, yeah. I, I love my sister, I love my brother, I love my cousin. Right. You know, it doesn't mean I'm in love with him. Right, and besides, he thought she was going to die. Mm. So, here's the thing. So, I think that the fomance is a hoax. It came out of left field, it was light switch, you know, it was brought in with this, you know, three-piece band, sis boom Oh, this is going to be the couple. And we're all like, what? (laughs) You know? And here's the thing. They wanted, they did it because it affected DCU. Now, I don't think they, like Matt Addison said, he lost. Because he wanted Lois and Clark together at the beginning of the New 52. And they said no. And and we knew the five-year gap was, supplying that desire that we would not see Clark and Lois together. Because if you see Clark and Lois together, then the fomance is like, what? You know, he would never do that. So all the Clois fans, I want to tell you right now, you're right. He would never do that. Now, if they're using the fomance as a protective device, they only snog in public. They're Private conversations are crap. You know, even when, you know, they got the flower oiled, did they switch (laughs) the end? No. And what did he say at the end of that book? Whatever comes, we'll be able to handle it. That's about as romantic as getting your plumbing fixed. (laughs) We're ready. Yeah, we're ready. And I'm like, ready for, for what? Ready for? Yeah. For supper? Ready for for a swim, you know. Ready to go to the toilet. Uh, uh, what you know, because right. it's so vague. Yeah. So, Mossy hasn't had coochie smoochie coochie, right? In fact, oh no, he he's had them. He's basically had Diana saying, uh, "You're stupid. Why are you doing this?" Right. And and right and clock. And Clark questioning her, her moral standards, you know. Right. And right now, Superman's in a dilemma because he's got to hold a bridge together with a bunch of humans on it. And she's like fighting Magog. And, you know, she's going to fight the monster. And then Cersei shows up to add her demon horde to the mix. Now, here's Superman. She's not holding up her end, you know. 
And he's got to decide whether he saves the humans or he saves his girlfriend. Right. I think, you know, that is exactly the dilemma that the Fomancer said, oh, well, you know, he saves Lois, you know, hell with everybody else. No, 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 no. Here's how Superman works, and this is basic basic Superman 101, okay? Save Lois Lane, save the world, save the world, save Lois Lane. That's how it works. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's never, it's never a choice between Lois and the world. Right. It's always together. Yep. So. So, the Fomance could be a hoax. Why? Because Darkseid won and Cyborg has apocalyptic powers. So that means Darkseid has a bead in and 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 Cyborg has, you know, the technology to know every daggone thing about everybody because of all the surveillance and technology around the globe, okay? In space too. Mm. So so in order to protect, this is my thesis so far, in order to protect the ones they loved, they had this hoax, okay? Um, we'll get into uh, some more details when we talk about Batman Superman, but I just wanted to keep that in mind. Also, remember when um, Justice League International uh, Annual Number 1 came out the same day as the Fomance? And we saw that, um, you know, Booster Gold saw the Fomance and says, oh, no, blah, blah, blah. You know, he uh, says, what the, what, what the, the hell, is what he said. Now, he, he was probably going to say, he, you know, knowing Booster, he was probably going to say, what the F? <laughs> yeah. But also in that issue, uh, Brother I had been taken over by somebody. Right. Batman created it. But Brother I had been taken over by somebody. Now, in Future's End, we we see that it could be Mr. Terrific or Brainiac. But it could also have been Darkseid, for all we know. Right. Very true. Yeah. So, in the... In the preview of the Trinity War that was in Justice League 12, right? Or was that later? Anyway, there was previews of the what was hap- happening in the next few months of, you know, that was going to be the Trinity War. Trinity War was uh, previewed in May of 2012 before Justice League 12. And, you know, they had the big, you know, open spreadsheet thing with Batman running with the, you know, and they're all fighting and everything. Well, 18 months later, <laughs> 18 <laughs> months later is when the actual Trinity War happened because there was all kinds of bad things. Uh, you know, people were leaving, uh, books got canceled. Um, so, and, you know, they couldn't find somebody to write Superman and Wonder Woman. Now, when Diggle left and said, you know, hey, I'm not writing a phone um, you know, they they wanted this team book, really. And they wanted to see how it would fly, as far as the romance went. But I don't know that they ever really ha- 
plans of making a romance because you can't. Because the books won't sell. Um, I mean, look what happened to Superman in, in action. I mean, action's still on the toilet. Superman's oh, even only... romance. Even romance. Yeah. It, it went down, what, 3,000, almost 3,000 books this, this month? Right. December. Right. Right. It went down 3,800 to Mossy's first book. Right. So A lot of people <laughs> put it up with it for a year, and they said, forget it. So here's the thing. Even if, uh, I can see him saying, okay, so we need this Superman-Wonder Woman romance written uh, because play, it comes to play in something bigger that deals with dark side. And um, I can say, you know, I've always said, you screw up Superman, you can kiss your career goodbye. You know, this is the guy that killed Superman. I mean, not killed him, but, you know, totally, you know, Screwed him up, and, you know, that goes on your permanent record, okay? Mm. Even if it's a hoax, you know, and I can see people saying, no, when when you get him around to being really Superman, let me know. You know, and this is why I think John Cunningham said, you know, a lot of people said it's not really Superman, but it is. Okay, I think um, we're coming around to where we're going to see the real Superman, okay? I mean, it's like... We've been exposed to just one side of his life, and that we've complained a lot about that. But in this preview for, um, going back to the preview of Trinity War, one of the things was Batman was talking to Cyborg and said, we have a traitor in our midst. Okay. They had some lame thing. Okay, before the Atom joined the Justice League, which was a female Atom, she turned out to be the traitor when the Earth three people came up. That was kind of lame. I was like, really? Nobody cared about her because she wasn't in the original book. So mm-hmm. when I saw that, Batman telling Cyborg, we have a traitor in a mist, I thought, oh, this is like every whodunit ever. They always tell the guy who's going to be the traitor. <laughs> right, right. Or you always talk first. You know, if it's a murder mystery, you always talk first to the person who's committed the murder to see what they're right. doing. Right. So I'm thinking, okay. So, you know, I think I love Victor, but I think that, and especially if it's, what, every 100 times, every 1,000 times, they end up on Apocalypse. Yeah, because he uses, he uses, he doesn't use the teleportation device that, like we came to know in Justice League, the animated series and stuff. He uses right. boom tubes. Yeah. And boom tubes require a permanent link to the mother box. And you know, this is just this is just back back information. Mother box is directly connected to Dark Side. So she gives him feedback. Right. So, yeah, you know, and, and that's how they came up with the whole thing of he absorbed the boom tube technology was he touched the mother box. Right. So mother box could be in him like how, you know, Brother Eye is, is now infiltrating um, terrific tech, and she could be hacking into him because she is the most advanced um, computer system in the world because she's a living computer system. Right. So she uh, she adapts. She's an organic computer system and she adapts 
like a human would to a situation. She's not just an AI. Yes. So in order to protect their private lives, anybody in the Justice League, and, and that includes Flash, this is probably the reason why him and Iris aren't together. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, Hal and Carol have always had a tumultuous relationship, but right now Kyle's dating her, which is just bloody awful as far as I'm concerned. It's weird. I'm like, yeah, it's no. strange. It's like so weird. I read, I read that this, this, like the splash page of where she was supposed to commit her love to him, and I'm like, what is this nonsense? I mean, it's not four man's bad, but it's just weird. Right, right. So and then and then you and then (laughs) sorry. Then what? You know, then you read just uh, not Justice League, Green Lantern thirty eight that just came out, and you see her and Hell, and you're like, oh come on, how can you not root for them? You know. Well, and that's just it. That's just it. Every time Clark and Lois are together. It's magic, you know. And, you know, it's not forced, it's not, you know. How many people who saw Throne of Atlantis said that the Superman-Wonder Woman thing was just forced? Everyone. Every okay. review, every every piece of Tumblr I saw, um, you know, even Fomance people were very yeah. uh, disappointed with the movie because it made them... Um, quote, this is a quote from one of the four man's books, uh, four man's blog, sorry. They said it looked um, stiff. So, you know, stiff as in like they just cardboard cut out saying there was, and that was exactly what I used. I said, it's like the actor and actress were like, no, where's Lois Lane? But, and then they bring, and then they bring Lois Lane into that for that, that, that awkwardness, that thing. Those, right. you know, and people were like, well, this is better. Okay, on that note, let me let me just throw this out at you and everybody else. What if the scene, JL-12 scenes is just bad acting by Superman and Wonder Woman? Well, I would, then I would believe it. You know, I could believe that it was them forcing it between themselves for you know somebody's benefit. A, yeah, this is a this is a worst reason, right, to protect the people you love. Um, you're going to create a false romance, but it it sounds like something that the new fifty two people would do. Well, and, and if you take that scene in Throne of Atlantis, Lois has no qualms about sitting with Clark, you know. Okay, the other thing that occurred to me is that in Action 12, yes, everybody should read Action 12. Um, this will come into play when we talk about Batman Superman. There are several things that happen in Action 12, but um, Superman saves Lois Lane's life. He does it by reading every medical journal in the world. It just happened to be in this hospital. In this one hospital <laughs> library. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah right. And, people. Yeah, and 
he does surgery on Lois because she's been thrown across, you know, on a car, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, he's like, no, stay alive, stay alive. You know, he wasn't allowed to scream Lois. And we'll get about more about that in Batman and Superman. Um, mm. But also, Clark had lost his Clark Kent identity because they thought he was dead. And he he thought, well, okay, maybe I can get another identity. So he went and became a fireman. Well, Batman got his identity back so he mm. could be Clark Kent. That was the other thing that happened in Action 12. Now, the Justice League knew that Clark was, his name was Clark, and that he, uh, this was before Action 12, it was before, because Action 12, Justice League 12 came out the same month. Before that, the they were talking about each other's secret identity or whatever, and Clark, they knew Clark was a reporter, and his name was Clark Kent, oh, obviously. And then, um, so, why did Clark leave the DP? Oh, you want the Scott Liddell version or the um Well, tell me, so, okay, so, uh, so, okay, if the Justice League knew that he was Clark Kent during the daytime or whenever, that would mean Cyborg would know, right? Right. So why did Clark leave the DP? Well, this is the um, story, this is the official story. That you know he spied on Lois's text message with um, uh, Jonathan Carroll. Mm-hmm. I can I can never remember that guy's name. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, you know where, where it said that they're moving in together or something, and you know see you later, right. whatever. And he got all angry and fussed up and. That's literally why he left, so that he wouldn't have to be Lois dating somebody. Right. So he, but, you know, he had a beef with Morgan Edge as well. Because he didn't like Lois, you know, not being a reporter, you know. um, He thought Morgan Edge was going to script the newspaper, you know, this kind of thing. And Lois says, no, you know, I can do, I can work from within that and, you know, tell the truth. And, you know, and so there was all that kind of beef. But Clark went off and it wasn't his idea to start the blog. It was Katz, right? Right, because for some odd reason, Katz Grant followed him when he quits. Right. And we beefed for how long about how Clark wasn't writing for the blog. Right. He's written one, two articles. Right. If maximum, if that. Max, uh, so, I can't even remember what he wrote about. So here's 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 my my little, you know, all is not what it appears. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Clark put the DP because he didn't want to endanger Lois. Because Cyborg knew that Lois Lane worked at the DP2. Okay. I'm not blaming Cyborg. I'm thinking that, you know, he's a pawn of Darkseid, and he may not even know it. 
right? Right. So Clark quit the DP because to protect Lois. Okay. Now, and this blog thing with with Cat, he didn't want to endanger Cat either, right? Right. So he's Could like, be ah, true. Even yeah. though even though the name of the blog is Clark Cat Cropler Cropler's whatever sounds like a Right, but if he never if he never wrote for it, that would mean that him and Cat weren't working closely together. Right. Okay. So. Um. So they kept him busy. You know, they kept him busy as Superman, and that's why we didn't see that much of Clark Kent because you know. Now here's something else, and I'll throw this in as a as a ringer because we're going to be talking about. I don't know whether to tell you now or. Tell you Batman Superman. Okay, Superman number tell one. Tell me all. Tell me. Tell me all. <laughs> okay, Superman number one. We find out that Lois has a quote unquote boyfriend. Okay, it's been five years that they, Clark and Lois, work together, blah, blah, blah. And oh, they never dated? You know, we're all like, what? They never dated? Well, yeah, they probably did. They probably both are, you know, in Action Zero, he's in freaking in love with her, you know, and then he worked with her for five years or five and a half but, years. Well, there was that one Scott Labdell thing that he threw in where Lois says that he still have the mattress of solitude or something. Right. That suggested that suggested she would have, you know, seen his but bed there. before. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Okay. So Right. And uh, we could go over the housewarming party as well. Okay. <laughs> if you want. But, okay. That's it. We'll, we'll do that another time maybe. Okay. So, Clark and Lois have known each other for at least five and a half years, right? You know, and right. uh, Clark Kent and Lois Lane together in a small space, you know, in, in the same universe, hey, things are going to happen. What if... Jonathan Carroll is a stooge. Well, I always said when I saw Action 19 and the way Jonathan right. Carroll was watching Lois. Right. Right, and then you had in Lois Lane's uh, book, which the story completely dropped off the face of the earth, right. um, you had that, that company and the, those secret agent people. Right. And mysteriously, Jonathan Carroll is not with her, and there's a secret agent dude who knows about Lois, right? Right. And so I always said, when I saw Action 19, this guy looks like he was spying on her. Right. And it could be, it could be because she wrote the first article on Superman, which has, you know, it still stayed the that mythology has still stayed, where she wrote the first article on Superman. Uh, she gave him his name. Right. So it could be Jonathan Carroll was a spy to see if right. Lois Lane... Right, it could be from the government, because, I mean, it's just like um, in Man of Steel, where they have a probe, you know, trying to... A drone, rather, trying to find out where he where he stays. Right. 
So they could be infiltrating Lois Lane to see if she knows anything about Superman. And the easiest way to get in, I mean, you know, we've seen this in so many TV shows, so many movies and everything. The easiest way to get in is to play the lover, right? It's, it's the easiest plot line. And, you know, Lois, Lois was... This is nothing against Lois's character because everybody knows I can sing high tunes about Lois's character, but she was, when Clark left her at, on that day, she was down in the dumps. Right. Right, and, and Jonathan Carroll sort of swoops in and sort of starts to woo her. And he's a handsome-looking guy, so, you know, if I can remember well, what he looks like. He, he looks like Steve Chiver, to be quite honest. Yeah. Well, here's the other thing. When I first saw Jonathan, I thought, ah, well, you know, in uh, Diggle's Action 18, I thought, Lex Stooge. But here's, let me throw this monkey wrench into it. What if Jonathan is like a best friend to Lois? And what if he's gay? Okay, <laughs> where did that usually go? Because okay, but because I'm thinking, Lois said, um, and I don't know how we're going to work this out, but Clark, it's all has to do with the timing. But I'm thinking that Jonathan is like we said, he's cardboard. He's not really hmm. there. It's the illusion of Jonathan. Okay, and it's like which we'll discuss in Batman Superman, um, if, the, if the fomance is a hoax, then why wouldn't the Jonathan, Carol, Lois Lane relationships be, be fake too? Right, right. No, I've, I've always believed that if there's something fishy about Jonathan. Right. right? Because he spelled his name with an O. So, um, <laughs> yeah, listen, Jonathan, right? Um, you spell your name like that, it's, it's, uh, they're just going to be suspicious about you. Um, right, you put a Y somewhere in your name, you try to be fancy, you're making up your name, okay? There's, there's something up with you. Um, but I've always believed he is fake, and I believe right. that it's, um, to be quite honest, my theory was always that it's her father that sent him. Oh. He's a, he's a secret agent. Her father doesn't trust Superman. Um, the right. government doesn't trust Superman. Right. And so they Helen send in... <laughs> right, and so... The, exactly. So they send in a secret type of agent to infiltrate and keep her safe. Well, see, I gave... I gave Lois the benefit of the doubt that she wouldn't be duped. How do you know she's? How do you know she's not playing along? Well, here's but here's the thing. Because if Lois figures it out, if Lois figures it out, she will play along to string her father along to see what where he's getting at. Well, yeah, but it's taking too freaking long. Well, that's the whole point with yeah. That's the whole point with the New Fifty Two. I mean, it took them. It, you know, it's it's three months we've been reading comics, and, you know, it still hasn't been 40 days that the fortress has fixed itself. Yeah, yeah. 
So their timelines are, and you have to remember, I always say that I think every single timeline has been delayed by at least a year because of the formats. Yeah. I think the formats book was supposed to come out at, straight after Justice League 12 because um, right. Justice, League, Justice League 13, the one that Tony Daniel drew, mm-hmm. was originally originally solicited by uh, Jim Lee to draw, right? He was going to do oh. up and he was going to do up until fifteen or something, and they had to change it around. And they added in the story about the cheetah, and they got Tony Daniels because if anybody knows Tony Daniels, he can draw pretty fast. The man is. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, I saw him draw for a comic that's coming out. Um, Next month, right? His his dark, um, not dark side. His Deathstroke um, comic, right? He drew yeah. this amazing, um, you know, full spread of Harley Quinn. In and he showed us the process from pencils and everything, and he drew it within like um, three or four days, and then it got colored within a week. So. He can draw pretty fast, and I think they called him in because if you look at Justice League 13 was solicited for Jim Lee. So I think they had a different storyline, and they replaced it because they knew that they had to drag on with the formats into the Justice League book because nobody was going to be writing a formats book. Hello? I'm here. Sorry. Okay. Um, <laughs> I thought I got cut off. No, no, you're fine. Um, here's the thing. I'm glad you mentioned that that issue because remember when Superman took Wonder Woman to the Smallville Diner? Right. Right. Also drawn they, by Tony Daniels. Yes. Very public. Then they go to the. They're they're out in a public field when they kiss. So. Very out in the open. And Superman has a bug. Right. And if you remember um, the animated series, and especially Smallville, the the comic, when Batman bugs Superman, he can hear it with his with his uh, super hearing. He can hear the trans the because it's right. it's 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 a wavelength, right? So a wavelength has a pattern, right? And his super hearing, it's got a frequency. So it so his super hearing can pick it up, and that's how he picks up the bug. Right. So, so he must have been okay. He with can. It. He must have he must have known, and he must have and he's the one that sort of initiates it. Right. He takes such a small role. He says, you know, um, this is where I grew up and that sort of thing, and this is how um, I get away from everything. And then he initiates it, and we see then that Batman has them bugged and he has surveillance on them. Right. And he also screwed up at the diner, saying hi to the person by their name, and they're looking at him like, he knows my name. Ha, ha. Oh my yeah, how does Superman know my name? Yeah, really. So, and we're like, 
why would he take her to the diner dressed like that? And then they kiss in the field, and they have, and it's very public in that he's got a bug on him, and it's out in the open. So any drone with a camera going by can find, pick it up, too. And Batman's mm-hmm. watching him. Okay, so to me, you know, everybody says, oh, Batman's spying on him. And I didn't think Bats was spying on him because of the brother eye thing. I thought that the bug was had something to do with Brother Eye or someone surveillancing Superman, and Batman was. So here's here's what I'm thinking. They were trying to sell the Superman Wonder Woman date thing to somebody who was surveillancing the Justice League, either consciously or unconsciously. Right. Right. It could have been August as well, because August was keeping tracks of them. And another thing, August has a photo of them. Right. So, you know, all their kisses, again, have been in front of cameras, public. August got a photo of them, you know. And so it has to be somewhere where there's a camera. They purposely went there and smooched. So... Right. And when he came back after 60 days being in a black hole, he didn't immediately go to his girlfriend, even though he knew no. that it, at Wembley Stadium, a very public He was lying. He was lying. Because he, he went to Smallville. Uh, first he went to the Fortress. Then he went to Smallville. Then he went to Bruce's house. Then he wrote an article, then he talked to Lois, and then he goes to Wembley Stadium. So, again, very public. Um, You know, the cuddle in front of her apartment. You know, Cyborg's going to know where she lives. Remember when he panicked when she didn't have her communication boots on? She didn't have her boots zipped up? Yeah. So, and I think Bats knows. I think Bats devised the whole deal. And I think that's what's happening to the Flash, too. In order to protect Iris, yeah, he got through Patty Spivet into it, but, you know, he loves Iris. Come on, let's get real. I mean, you would talk Clark and Lois. Let's talk Iris and Barry. I mean, um, there's one picture. There's one picture from New Fifty Two where he's carrying her, mm-hmm. and he's running and he's looking at her, and it's magic again. That page, you know, when you get these original couples that are written for each other, that were literally created for each other, mm-hmm. right? There is this other type of chemistry on the page. Right. And and you see it because the artists know who belongs with who. And when the artist knows, you know, I always say, I don't care how many books of um, the foreman's Tony Daniel drew, how, whatever technology he, he used, whatever new pencils he used, the best 
drawing that he has done for the new 52 that I have seen is one panel where Lois and Clark are looking at each other. That, that page where their, their eyes, are, it's action 19, where their eyes are just connecting and, you know, Clark lowers his glasses. That is one of my favorite pictures of Superman. Goodness, <gasps> his eyes. Um, sorry, I'm gushing about Clark. Um, but, you know, that, that page is just magical to me. Right. And it's not just because I am a close fan. It's, it's because I will appreciate good artistry. I kept saying, you know, that picture of Diana on the beach where she's got her boots off that Tony Daniel did for the four man. It's a beautiful picture. And I, I will admit it's to anybody, whoever colored it, whoever penciled it, the way the shading was done. It's an excellent picture. Right? Oh, yeah. So I can, appre- yeah. I can appreciate good art, right? Hi. But when, when the artist knows, especially Tony Daniel, because you could see, I mean, even now, he doesn't acknowledge he did the formants. You know, he's like, I was, I needed to pay the rent. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, um, if you look at him, how passionate he is about Deathstroke, right? Yeah. And right. he is continuously posting the pictures. Uh, for the four months he did it for the first issue. He's like, this is going to be in here. And then, you know, he, you know, he like died it down for all the issues. And then he got really excited, right? He even uh, tagged a couple of people um, with this picture that he posted. He said, Lois Lane's going to be in issue number eight. Yeah. Lois Lane, people. Lois Lane. Look at her. There she in the corner. I can't show you the whole picture, but there she there in the corner. Yeah. And so, you know, when an artist gets excited, when um, a writer gets excited about something, there's a different type of passion that goes through. Right? Yeah. You know, if you if you equate it to to schoolwork, you know. Your favorite subject, my favorite subject was English and, um, you know, cooking and stuff, and I hated math, still do. Um, <laughs> if, if, you know, and you see that in your results. English was like A's, no problem. Math was like, mm, what symbol is that? I didn't know it goes that low. Right. <laughs> you know, so, and, and you see that in, in people's... Um, work and so these original couples Hal and Carol Barry and Iris you know Jay and Joan Garrick Lois yeah. and Clark um, and I love Jay and Joan bring them back I miss them so much um, Dick and Barbara you know yeah. The, that, yeah. That, that issue that issue of um, that Gail Simone did where they, where they go back in their past, right? It's got nothing on that, that cardboard cutout girl that looked exactly like Barbara Gordon, except she had green eyes, not blue eyes. That was the only way you could tell them apart. Um, you know, so it's, it's got nothing on those books. And the storytelling is just better when, when people are enjoying Because as much as we're fans, People like Dan Jurgens, Tony Daniel, 
uh, Jeff Johns, all these people are big fans as well. Right. And they know who belongs with who. You know, they right. they know um, who bounces off better with each other, which character is best situated to, to make a hero heroic in that moment. Mm-hmm. And so it comes across in their writing and it comes across to me. And I always say, you know, it's, I can judge something pretty fairly because I went in and I said, okay, Justice League 12, this cover, right, it scared me. But I said, let me see what DC is doing. And I bought the comic, right? And I judged it fairly. And my fair judgment was that it was stupid. Um, But it's the thing is that I can give something a chance. I gave you know, um, Carol and Kyle a chance. I went and read all these books and I'm like, no, bring back Hal. Right. I don't care. Right. You know, and the thing is, people say, oh, Hal's a douchebag. Hal doesn't care about Carol. When he's with Carol, he's a better person. Right. Because she 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 tests him. She brings it out in him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. Um, I keep talking about Action 19. Yeah, if Clark you don't Miller. own it, go and buy it. Oh, it's God. Just, yes. just go and buy it. I have it. Physical, digital, 19, 20, everything. and 21. That whole series. Mm-hmm. That whole arc. Um, Clark lowers his glasses. Mm. Think about that. <laughs> Clark lowers his glasses. Oh, okay, I'm going to think about it. Okay, I'll just think about the picture. <laughs> I think think Lois already knew. Well, well, and Superman, by the end of, by Superman 6, we pretty much knew that Lois knew. And George Perez said she always knew, blah, blah, blah. So, okay, if we look at the timeline, the dark side battle in Justice League was during the first year of the New 52. Or no, I'm sorry. Yeah, it was five years previous to the New 52. Okay. So it's it's the it's the inception of the new fifty two. The new fifty two has a um well it has a zero year thanks to Scott Snyder which just complicated everything. But if it has a starting point, Justice League the the war with Darkseid is the starting point. Well, no no no, because everybody else is in the present. Right. So right. every okay. Everybody so, else is okay. Yes, right. DC so five years previous, back. yeah, five pre- five years previous, they had the dark side battle, right? Right. Okay. Now, okay. I just want to okay. ask you okay. one question here. Okay. Before before you explain it, I need to make my point. Okay, go ahead. Wait, wait, wait. Now, if that is the starting point, then when did jeans and t-shirts Superman start? Six months because before that. Six months. Okay. Let me make a yes. note of this. Actions is first. Six months after action number one, Justice League number one. Five years after Justice League, all the other number ones start. Okay. All right. Okay. So, now, here's my point. Justice League, Dark Side Battle happened five years previously. Okay. Action 19 happened... Um. Year four, right? Right. 
So it was pre, yeah, pre, it was four years previous. No, 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 no. It was one year previous to the present timeline. Okay. They went back a year. Okay. It's one year, it's one year previous to Superman 1. Right. So, um, so that meant that Clark and Lois, we're pretty sure that Lois knew the secret. Okay, she always knew. Clark lowers his glasses for her. Okay, that ain't never going to happen unless she does already know. Okay, the dark side battle took place four years before that. Okay, and then she, you know that she meets Jonathan. Okay, then a year later, she's um. Dating him. You know, he's over at the house, half naked. She's fully clothed. Need I say more? <laughs> yeah, she, she's got all her clothes on. Yeah, she's not in a robe or, you know, it's not like, you know, she, her blouse is ripped open or anything. Yeah, um, no, Jonathan, Jonathan looks like he just rolled off the floor and Lois looks like came out of the shower or whichever. You yeah. Know. Yeah. I think they're just roomies. I don't think it's... Okay, and here's the thing. Clark, if if Lois knew the secret, and they are seeing each other, take that as you will, you know, they work together, blah, blah, blah. And he says, um, I'm afraid that, that uh, you could be hurt. And mm, she telling him she telling him he's stupid first of all. Huh? She say that's ridiculous. You're being stupid. Well, no, well, okay. But then he conv- he tells her what's happening. Dark side seems to be winning this whatever because you know Clark got mind whammied how many times in between when Justice League jumped from the dark side thing to the present day. I mean, he had had been mind whammied right and left between that. Mm-hmm. So, Clark says, uh, "Well, let's say he said Batman came up with this plan, so you'll be protected." And um, what if um, Lois is like, "Okay, so I'll I'll, I'll help out here." I'll get this roomy guy. I mean, the guy's an international journalist. I mean, uh, yeah, he's an international journalist. He's not home yeah, at he, the time. Yeah, he's a war correspondent, I think. Yeah. So I'm thinking they're just roomies. Oh, of course, I've always thought that. But but I'm thinking the whole, you know, he was half naked. I don't think Clark liked that much. But I don't, you know... Uh, it could just be for another layer of espionage for whoever's, you know, um, uh, putting, you know, who's doing this. It could be, you know, for this whole dark side thing that, you know, because they know he's Clark Kent. And so basically in Superman 1, you see the breakup of Clark and Lois, right? 
Right. So, and, you know, Clark could have could have uh, gone along with it because just read the, what Lois says. Oh, me and Clark, oh, no, you know, he's a loner, you know. And so then they then they developed this this plan with him and and Wonder Woman dating for somebody's benefit, obviously not for theirs. And and the other thing is this thing this theory works in not only in the books but also in reality. DC was trying to sell this couple to us, this storyline to us because when they announced it, they said it could mean the 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 future of the DC universe, okay? And even Booster reiterated that, you know. The thing about it is is that they have to sell this idea in order to hide what's going to come up come out, you know, later with and I believe it's during the dark side war. We find out that and and we've seen snippets especially in this Batman Superman book. I mean, I I was so confused <laughs> after I read it. I was like, and Tej kind of talked me off the cliff. Uh, yes, but no, I was like, no. Holly was like, Jeff Peck abandoned us. He left us. He left us in the lurch for all the load. And I'm like, calm I'm down. I'm hanging in the wind book. here. Yeah, she, she reads the book like, like five hours before me, right? Because I'm like, Eh, I'll get around to reading the book, right? That's how I am with reading these books. I was like, no, I really need right. to know what you think. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, okay, okay. I'm reading it now. Calm down, calm down. And I'm like, Holly, I don't see what you're saying here. And she's like, no, 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 look at it. He's thrown Lois under the bus and they've, they've like stabbed her and killed her and thrown her off the cliff. I'm like, hold on. What if it's a double play here? What if it's, you yeah. know? And she's, and she's like, Oh, well, that would mean that. And then she's like, well, that would mean the New 52 is smart. I don't want to give them credit for being smart. And I'm like, hold on, hold on. Jeff Peck is a smart writer. And she's like, oh. And so I, like, basically pulled Holly away from the edge of this, like, because she was going, like, all, yeah, she was, like, going all Titanic. I was, like, so confused. I was, my mind was like, we'll get into it when we get to the book. But, yeah, you were like oh Rose in the Titanic. You were ready to jump. Yeah. And I was like, and why didn't you, the water I can't do down this with us again. Not with the virgin coming. Okay. So, anyway. <laughs> okay, so let's get to the other books so we can talk about Batman Superman 18. Yes. Okay. What books came up this week? <laughs> okay, Future's End, number 38, which actually matches the month you know, of everybody else, other comics, too bad it didn't have any Clark or Lois. Mm. Um, what did happen in that book? I think there was I Frank remember, I remember 52, 52. Took, yeah. took Lana and Cole to the desert, and, uh, which is the Sahara Desert, which is where, was that where Clark was? No, he was at the, he was no. in West Africa. He was at the, the Horn Africa, of Africa. Oh, he's in the Horn of Africa. I don't know if he's in yeah. South Africa. <laughs> I'd be like, Superman's in my country. You did. You said Superman's in my country. Anyway. Um, he was uh, close. He so, was close. Anyway. Now, here's, my, here, okay, here's another theory. 
The reason that there's not much cl- because they're using Clark and Lois very sparingly, and they're not together. Okay, is because mm-hmm. they'll play a very prominent role in what happens after convergence. That's my theory. I'm sticking with it. Of course, we have two more months of stories, but it seems like they're trying to tie up all the other stories first. And the big main one to them is the Joker bat thing and Batman five years in the future and Terry McGinnis. Well, yeah, because that's the only one that's being left, that was left untold. They gave us this big cliffhanger, you know, like like 20 books back. Um, you know, here's Joker Bat, and right. they just left it. You know, right. so I think now they've tied up, you know, they've tied up Earth 2, they've tied up all this other loose ends, you know, they brought Superman back right. to Smallville, and Smallville is where he finds himself whenever he's lost. So they're tying up, you know, all the other stuff because I think Superman is going to, he's obviously the one, I mean, if you look at Convergence, the the zero cover, it's Superman versus uh, Brainiac. Right. So, well, and that's another thing. They've made Brainiac, there's one big Brainiac. The rest are kind of like, the rest are kind of like clones of his or something because yeah the now- way the way i the way i see it is that um okay this is very easy for me to picture because of hindu mythology right but you know in hindu mythology we have a, one big god and then the rest are all reincarnations of him so that's how i ah. see it is that, okay so i see it as brainiac is the this this there's what we call the doomy brainiac because he's Huge. He's he's got spikes coming out of him. Yeah. Yeah. So and he is on the blood moon, and so he is to me the main brainiac, and all the rest are reincarnations of him from different aspects, different earths, different realities that have come and to be. So that's how I see it. Now, there's always been only one dark side. Yes. And that was explained in Smallville. That was explained right. in Smallville. And and you can see that they're using that same theory from Smallville in... Well, it's always been that way in, in, in all the incarnations of Darkseid. There's only been one. Yeah, but Smallville... Listen, Smallville explained it perfectly to me. Well, it's yeah. like, this is, this is the... There is one Darkseid, right? Uh, and then when you see the multiverse map, he is... Out of all the Earths, there is one apocalypse for right. 52 Earths. So, right. But, you know, they kind of did the same thing with Brainiac now. But there's only one dark side. That also shows that um, why why would they be pulling all these hoaxes? Right, because you know? there is just one dark side. So he's right. going to be monitoring them. Right. Um, okay, so future's end. We'll just have to see what happens on Wednesday. I don't know. I'm kind of like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, and, and it's like Frankenstein is meeting his daddy, and right. so I don't know what's going on there. Right. Plastic you know what I want to see? On. 
You know what I want to see after convergence or during convergence, but mostly after? I want to see Earth 2 Hawk Girl get with Earth 0 Hawk Man. Oh, yes. I want to see that. Because that because makes they sense. Haven't, they haven't met each other yet. Right. So, and Hawk Man's like totally like a, like a smooth guy because he was like all over Amethyst. He was like, hey, how are you, now he, lady? And the engineer... Yeah, now he's with Angie. Okay, whatever. We know whatever. Angie's gonna. We know Angie's gonna be used as a weapon, so she'll probably die. Right. So, yeah. Right. Then the Hawks. Hawks. Again, yeah, another, we need the Hawks. another another famous couple that's not together. Yeah. And you know what I loved? I loved Shaira's and um, Kasha's story um, because. It's very um, reminiscent of, of my um, religion where soulmates find each other and they're always reincarnated to be with each other. Mm-hmm. You know, um, when when we take wedding vows, we say, you know, it's not just for this lifetime or till death do us part or whatever. I'll love you for seven lifetimes. So, oh. so it's, it's like when you... a big you, commitment. That, yeah, we commit, okay, we commit. <laughs> like, we literally tie a knot because we're bonded for life, so we tie a knot between ourselves and things, and it's like, I will love you for seven lifetimes. Really, seven? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like like crazy girlfriend wrote these, these vows, but it's just so sweet, you know. I, I like the idea of being reincarnated with your soulmates. Right. Lifetime after lifetime after lifetime, right. you find your one, you know, the one who's right. your man. It, it's something greater, it's destiny, you know. That's what Starcraft, and I don't like that whole John Stewart thing that they did in the Justice League animated series. I'm sorry. Right. I I'm like sorry. I'm sorry. They, right. you know, she has an affair with him because. Carter's not giving her attention? What? Nonsense? No. Yeah. I, I love yeah. John Stewart. I like him with Vixen. I think they're a really hot couple. Um, but, yeah, no. John Stewart and Shira, no, no. No, no. Right. Why well, do that? when they started in New 52, you know, Hawkman's book was called The Savage Hawkman. I said, he's savage because he ain't got hot girl. Hello? Yeah, she like tames him down. She's like, Carter. You know, and this is so romantic. That's the thing. I don't know if they were written again. Again, one of my favorite comics about a couple was written by Jeff Johns, you know, and right. it was in, in Darkest Night or Brightest Day or whatever. Um, and that comic that just centered around them, it was, oh, it's so romantic. And so, yeah. I mean, the way they say that, you know, even though that they know that they're going to die in their lifetimes and, you know, Carter says, can you imagine what it's like? I've lived 3,000 years and I've seen you die lifetime after lifetime. Do you know how heartbreaking it is? And she says, but that's the thing about us is that no matter how many times we die, we find each other in life. No matter how long or short our life is, Exactly. No matter how long or short our life is, it's full because we have each other. And, you know, and then they just, like, rip each other's clothes off and then they get
get funky in the museum. So, um, yeah, they're, they're very romantic. They're a very romantic couple. So, okay. So Wonder Woman 38 also came out. The best thing about that book is Donna Troy. Uh, she is now, she really doesn't have a father, although mm. she has a grandfather who is a sailor. Because she's Hippolyta, she's made out of the clay of Hippolyta. Right, and, and Hippolyta is is an Amazon. You know, she she like no man's. She like just born from I don't know somewhere. There's like no man involved well, with the Amazon birth. <laughs> and they used that mother. You know, we thought they were going to kill the baby, but they used the mother. And obviously, if she's like the rest of the Amazons, her daddy was a raped sailor. So well, no, I think, she's an, I think she's an original Amazon as well. That was, I think the Amazons are born from Hera's blood. She spills her blood, and that's how Amazons are born. Was that in Azarellas? I uh, no, no. This is from uh, what I think I right. know of Greek mythology. So it could be wrong. Right. right. But I think but she's anyway. an original Amazon, and her baby okay. is. A rapey sailor siren. But they baby. didn't use the baby. But they didn't use the baby. So I think I think Donna Troy is completely clean. Of male you know, influence. Of male influence. Because I think yeah. the the woman that died for Donna Troy to be born was an original Amazon, so she wasn't like um you know, rapey sailor siren baby woman. Right. Well, I'm rooting for Donna Troy. I don't care if she's going to be a villain because, you know, quite frankly, I don't like what the New 52 is saying about, well, if you don't have a daddy, then you're not, then, you know, then you're a villain. It yeah, is. and and before people think we're like male haters or anything, no, we're not. We just, no. we like the story of the Amazons. We like the story of Diana being born from clay. Right. You know, and and here they've they've swapped it around and they've given Donna Troy that sort of um, sure she has a, yeah so sure she has a blood magic you know some people say blood magic is evil and all that but um, you know she, she is truly truly a daughter of the Amazons so I'm rooting for her to take Diana's tiara I want to see what Diana does then. Oh, my tiara is gone. What am I going to adjust? And yeah. um Yeah, so I'm I'm also rooting for Donna Troy. Um I don't care if she's a villain. The new fifty two has made me like villains more than heroes because heroes don't act like heroes. Yeah. Um Diana's still whiny. I know. She has time management and anger problems. I was just a hitter when Hestia was giving her good advice because it's like Hestia is talking complete. Oh, Hestia is the magic person that vanished after she, you know, outed um, Wonder Woman, Superman's relationship, whatever. Um, You know, she reappears and she's talking a lot of sense to Diana because. You know, what she stands for and what she is 
now are two contradictory things. It's like oil and water. She stands for peace, but she's the god of war. And yeah, she gave us that whole story about oh no, I'm going to I'm going to use war to spread peace and I'm like Yeah, that was just crazy. What? How are you going to... Are you just then it wouldn't like, be war, would it? Yeah. Are you just going to, like, you know, be a dictator of everybody or what? You know, um... Yeah, so... Basically, Hesia tells her, which I think is very important, she tells her that you're going to, you know, hit a wall, you're going to have this... um contradiction, this this battle within yourself come up when your God of War powers kick in and when your Amazonian, you know, prophecy kicks in that you're supposed to be this person of peace and um, you're now the God of War. So, and she just basically tells her, you don't know what you're talking about. Okay, I can control it. Thank you, but no thank you for your advice. (laughs) And I'm like, uh okay. <laughs> you know, this is really important, Diana. Right. And and then Batman tries to help her as well and she's like, Batman, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> right. Um so what was the best thing in Supergirl thirty eight? <gasps> Con you know, I was so sad when Superboy got cancelled. Right. And um, because they cancelled Superboy just when John sacrifices himself. When right. I was be when I I had during the that last few issues I had Superman, uh, Superboy on my pull list. I was buying it, right? Right. And to to have him die like that and to have it just so completely abruptly cut off, I was like, no, you can't do this to me. And so I was pleasantly surprised when they brought Superboy back. I wish it was John, not Khan, because, meh, I want to see John, you know, Lois and Khan's baby. Um, I don't think John, he's sure, dead. Sometime, if they keep at it. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he's dead. He's coming back. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, we yeah, have we'll, baby we'll, John. We'll get, We'll get into we'll get into John later when we get to yeah. Batman. Superman. Um, Everybody's like, really? <laughs> yeah, you should see the romances. They're having a tizzy about this. <laughs> Are they? Oh, I'm so glad to hear. Well, we'll talk about that in a few minutes. Yeah, and so anyway, um, Con is, has been at this monk mon- monastery. Sorry, not monk. Uh, he's right. been at this monastery and he's been finding himself, he's been finding his inner peace, that sort of thing. Um, And so now we see him trying to blend into humanity. Who does that remind you of, Holly? Oh, gee, I wouldn't know. Uh, Pre-52 Superman? Exactly. He (laughs) finds, you know, he finds his inner peace amongst humanity, amongst Fitting in, and the way he does it is very clever. You know, Con's at a con; he's at a comic con, and you know, so he can wear his Superboy outfit and blend in completely. Um, and so then we find out. In the last issue, they said that they need 
con for I don't know something something about war something 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 there. Um, and so Maxima's job was to collect Con and bring him back to um, Supergirl's Hogwarts or whatever it is. Can't remember Academy, what it is. whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, the Academy Crucible, Crucible Academy. Yeah. And so I call it Hogwarts because that's what it is. Um, it's Hogwarts. It, you you get these people that have abilities, and you go and train them up. Hogwarts. Right. And so, um, yeah, I I enjoyed the latter half of it. There's this whole front story where they're fighting this this uh, war with these with these cat people. You know, I was like, eh. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm more interested in the con story about it. And then Supergirl's like, "Con, you're alive." She's like, uh, "Yeah, <laughs> I was finding myself." Well, hopefully, Con will be able to play something in uh, in the uh, aftermath of Convergence. Mm. We only got two more months for. <laughs> we only have two more books before Convergence. We. We are counting down convergence like there is no tomorrow. We are. I'm so glad. I'm so glad February is a short month. You know, knocks off a few days extra. Um, we still have March to go through. <laughs> yeah, March is like exceptionally long, but I have my March is is, is a bit full with assignments and and schoolwork, so it'll yeah. pass by quickly. It'll pass by quickly, and I'll just be like <gasps> April. Convergence. You know, it'll be like Christmas. Yeah. April 1st. Um, okay. Justice League 38. Batman has the Amazovirus. And um, Lex confesses. Who's in the Justice League now? Boring. Um, why don't you just give him action at this point? You know, he had it for a year and drove it down the numbers. So, um found out that Lex had infected Clark with the Amazo virus four years ago. Hmm. Hmm. Gee, I wonder I wonder when that could have happened, Holly. But you know, if it's four years ago, then it would have been not when John and met Lois, right? Unless this is well, a year later, and it right. Well, just that's Wait. just the thing. You see, this this timeline is so confused because yeah. no one no one said that. Oh, we've we've come to the next year now. You know, so right. I still see it as they're in that first year. Oh, the first year of the present Mission Fifty Two. Yeah. Because nobody's really passed into the next year. There's no, there's never been like a New Year celebration and New Year's. Right. Um, and that's how they used to do it in the olden days. You know, we had a New Year's book that would come out for Superman, for Batman, for whoever. Right. Well, um, it would have been after Darkseid. Hmm. You know, I suppose it was that stupid story. What were those monster things that that went? It was before the whole David Graves thing. 
Remember those, what did they call them? I think Gene Haw drew that book. Some kind of god-awful looking things. And then how they victimized this one girl and he was hitting on her. I'm like, really, Hal? This is not the time. Um, so we don't know, but we I kind of thought, oh, Jonathan could be a plant. I always thought he was a Lex plant first. So mm. I'm still trying to, Jonathan is a, I'm still trying to decide what Jonathan is. <laughs> we just know he's up to no good. Yeah. Um, okay. And last but not least, well, not last either, next to last, um, Earth 2, World's End, um, <laughs> Earth 2, Clark dies again, and you want to tell them what they did for him? They basically threw him under a tree and said bye. That was it. We didn't even get to see the grave. There wasn't words spoken over the grave. There Nothing. was no there was no burial. There was no tombstone. There was no. Uh, I don't even think Lois was there when they buried him. That's why I said they just threw him under a tree and they said dick. And <laughs> you know, and I'm like, eh, that's it. That's it for Earth 2 Superman, really? And you know, I was like, all caps, lips, and Twitter. That's it. That's it for the best Superman in this current comic. No. <laughs> so, well, and then yeah. they had an interview with uh, David, was it Wilson? And Marguerite and Mike Johnson, and Superman wasn't one of their favorite characters. Lois wasn't one of their favorite characters. Yeah, yeah. I read that interview. I was like, hmm. Yeah, that was the only reason I was reading that crap. Um, It's got two more months as well. So. And yeah, I seem to be using Lois a bit after Clark. I am, I am not interested. I am not interested in World's End now. Right. I'm sorry. I'm too. sorry, Val. Val doesn't hold a candle to to clocks. So sorry, Val. Sorry. You know, um, I still think he's going to be the great traitor. That's you know, unwillingly he's a traitor because he's programmed by what's his face, Terry Salome. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna be like, oh, world's end. Okay. So, okay, so let's get down to the nitty gritty. <laughs> the, <laughs> the the issue that sparked all this synapsing of brain cells. <laughs> you know, it's kind of cool because then you go back and you're like, okay, because for a while it's been like, well, why should I remember anything that happened in previous issues? Because they obviously don't know. You know, but right. then, so I admit when I first read this, I was like, what? No. What? <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay, first of all, as I've said before, you know, Greg Pack has used Lois Lane as bait before. And the one where she gets called to Gotham City and, you know, Superman and Batman can't remember who they are. And I'm thinking, but they use Lois Lane as bait 
for Superman. And I'm like, why? Because he's dating Wonder Woman shoved down our throat on a daily basis, but they use Lois Lane for bait. Why? You know, and then this, where Batman goes to Lois at the Daily Planet, right, and says, right. Oh, hey, Lois, and she goes, oh, lucky me. Um, and I'm thinking, he's doing it again. Why? He's still dating Wonder Woman, as far as we know, you know. Um, so, um, but, you know, Greg always writes a good emotional story, and I was like, it felt to me like either he was pulling back on some of the emotion for some reason or Clark was pulling back on some of the emotion for some reason. And, you know, like I said to you, I think, you know, and I couldn't believe that Greg would throw us under the bus like that, especially when he's like, oh, Lois plays a big role in, you know. And I'm like, wait a minute. Okay, the thing that confused me most, okay, last issue we saw that Batman went to Lois. Right? And I'm mm-hmm. thinking, did Clark send him? Or did Bats do this on his own? That was a question. You know, if Clark knew that Bats was going to use Lois for bait, I don't think he'd be too happy about that. You know? So, um, in the one st- there was a man who, um, let me get this right. Oh, of course my pages aren't going to go right. Come on. Carlos Chuck Gutierrez um, was a um, a web designer with Emphysema who was laid off. And he and his buddy um, would go to the children's hospital and entertain the kids. And his buddy one day uh, dressed like Batman, and he dressed like Superman, and then he got mysteriously shot. Uh, and killed. And Batman and Superman went to investigate, and Clark played with the kids um, and found out what information they needed. Um, and, you know, the, there were whales that were attacked, Supergirl and Crypto were attacked. Um, Steel. So, pardon? Steel was also attacked. Steel was attacked. So it was like they were going, and the girl from All-Star Superman, which the clerk saved from committing suicide, was had become this other person. She became a, like a rock star or whatever, and she got killed. Mm. So, and we were kind of like, really? Because that was a great thing he did in All-Star Superman, and now she's dead. Yeah, so, it's, it's like it's like the one greatest moment if, you know, if you're talking about Superman moments, it's like this one really, really touching moment where it it transcends the page and it matters in real life. Right. And so, so, and so when I when I I first didn't catch on that it was All Star Superman, um, that girl, and then I started reading around and I was like, oh. Oh, and then, you know, it's like, why? Why? And then yeah, some I'm army sure. general some army general also gets killed, but he's, like, not important. Should have killed Lex Luthor. Only. Yeah, they try to kill Lex, too. 
So it's starting to go down the list of people that were connected to Superman. Even though the guy that wore the S was not connected to him, he just wore the S. So <clears throat> beware. Apparently it was on a learning curve. Oh, yeah, it wasn't really Superman, so we're going to have So he went to Hector Hammond in the last issue, and Hector's like, oh... You know, he wanted bat one of Batman's secrets or whatever. You know, whatever. And so I'm sure they'll play with that later. But um, I mean, he was of no help. He said that there was an alien presence, and so Lobo was in the neighborhood. So they thought it was Lobo. Lobo. And there was this whole big fight, and then there was that was what Lobo number four was about as well. So. Um, Clark goes back to the Fortress of Solitude. Now, if you read Doomed, you know that his girlfriend, Wonder Woman, after kissing kissing him in front of everybody at the Fortress of Solitude again, solidifying, you know, if they were being watched, that, oh, yes, we're still dating, even though Lois Lane is there. But Lois had to turn green again, of course. You know, she can't be pretty. Yeah, but um, Lois is- Face, Lois's face when they kiss is telling. She's like, really? I've got psychic no, like, powers. You think I? You think I can't read your minds? Yeah, but it's kind of like the face that Clark had when he saw Jonathan and Lois. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Clark, and as we know, uh, Clark came back from a black hole, shoving doomified Brainiac into this black hole. Came back 60 days later with the beard. Uh, and the fortress was going to take, what, 60 days to heal? But, so, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. So he doesn't have his beard now. Right. So does the whole does the whole Smallville thing happen? So does he only keep his beard for, like, what, 15 days? Did he only keep I, it for November? I don't know. He kept it from action to inaction. He's keeping it. Now, this yeah, story must every, be... Right. Because in every other book, he it, it's off, you know? Right. So he's only got it in action. Mm. And then, uh, supposedly, this story that's going to drag out for six months takes at least 20 days could go up to 20 days, right? Because the fortress was supposed to regenerate after, what, 60 days? Right. Or the, yeah, no, 60 days. Okay. And so then we find out in this book that the fortress still has 40 days to go. So the Horrorville thing must take, what, a week, a, ten, a couple days, 20 days or less. Because apparently Clark found found the will to shave his beard off. <laughs> um, so Clark goes to the Fortress of Solitude and contacts uh, the Kryptonian, um, the Repository of Kryptonian Technology and Knowledge, which supposedly always used to have the knowledge of all the known galaxies in it. Um. 
And also, if you remember, it was Superman's girlfriend, Wonder Woman, who broke everything. She yes. went into the Phantom Zone to use War World to shoot a Brainiac from the Phantom Zone. And Clark came back, and the fortress was imploded. Okay. But, uh, and we saw, it imp- we saw it imploding after she had released um, one of the blasts. So that's in, in Doomed. When she's yeah. screaming, Clark, you know, it's, it's because she imploded the, the fortress. Of, she's behind it. She destroyed it. Yes, she did. Um, and Batman was there, and and he was yelling at her not to go in there. Yeah, he was like, you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. But apparently Clark is under the impression that uh, Brainiac broke the fortress. Mm. Really? So he's trying. He's begging the Crystal Console, you know, uh, to find the killer, because you know he doesn't want his friends and loved ones to be killed. And I would like to thank the letterer of this issue, who actually used Kryptonian language that actually said something, unlike Superman <laughs> books, when they use the alien language and it says absolutely nothing. And so. Clark looks at the screen and it says, Searching all known enemies of Superman in Kryptonian. And so then Kara comes swooping in and stops him. And he's like, What are you doing? And she says, The fortress hasn't fully respawned yet. If you break the fortress all over again, it may not survive. And then he's arguing that they need answers. And then we can figure out what's going on. But the Kryptonian database could help and that people are in danger. And he says, you're supposed to be watching over Perry and Jimmy at the Daily Planet right now. Red red flares went up for me on this one. Did it you? Yeah, why didn't he mention Lois? Exactly. Why is she, why is she only guarding um, Jimmy and Perry? Perry? Yeah, Perry and Jimmy. So I was like, does he know that Batman went to Lois? And he's okay with that? Or did he send Batman to look after Lois? Right. And then Batman got his own ideas. Exactly. I think Batman was like, will you send me your closest, you know, GLA partner sort of thing where we partner up, you know, outside of the Justice League and you sent me to look after Lois Lane. Why? I mean, Batman would think like that. Batman would say, "Well, why but did you send me to 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 take care of Lois Lane? Why is I, she so I, important?" Well, here's the thing. I think he knows that Lois is important to him. I go back to uh, action number twelve. Okay. He knows how much his import, important his Clark Kent identity was. And part of that was Lois, because he also saved Lois that issue. Right. And so, you know, and Clark's saying stuff like, well, I don't, you know, we don't steal each other's girlfriends or whatever. 
you know. Um, so, and I thought, okay, so in the hierarchy of things, Kara could watch over the DP and Perry and Jimmy relatively well. But to give extra protection, you would send Batman, right, Mr. Right. So I'm thinking, okay, so he wants Lois extra protected. Okay. But it bothered me that he left Perry, uh, Lois out of the list. But then we find out that Crypto is covering for Kara at the Daily Planet. Yeah, honestly, Crypto, like, <laughs> honestly, that way, Crypto is looking through the window and he's watching Perry uh-huh. and Jimmy, and, and they're like, why is Superman's dog watching us? See, where's the fun in comics? Where's the, that would have been a fun scene. <laughs> that would have been fun. But here's here was the other thing. I was like, why didn't he? Did Greg pull back? I mean, if Clark didn't know, then he should have had Lois in that list, right? Mm-hmm. But maybe it is the thing that you know Clark knew sent Batman to protect Lois, but he didn't necessarily know about the plan. Yeah, Batman um, was like. On his way, flying over in his jet, he formulated his own plan. Well, yeah, that's what he does. He has plans on top of plans, well, top of plans. So, Kara has a friend in Candor. Now, she says, she gives us some exposition. She said, a whole city of Kryptonians shrunk down and bottled by Brainiac, the last of our people, and now they're lost somewhere in the Phantom Zone. And the crystal brain of the fortress is the only way we're going to find them again. Okay. They assume that the bottle of Candor was in the Phantom Zone. The Phantom Zone is imploded. Remember how blase Clark was? Somebody mentioned the the Candor and he goes, oh, well, you know, if the fortress regenerates, then it regenerates the Phantom Zone, it will regenerate Candor too. And I'm looking at him like, you don't know that. Wouldn't he be worried about that? Oh, yes, yes, oh, God, I hope that's true, that, you know, blah, blah, blah. But no, he was kind of blase, blase about it. And I'm like, really, Clark? That, you know, that beard's sucking your brain cells, buddy. Um, <laughs> just saying. So We got the collar, yeah. we got the collar cutting off blood circulation and the, and the beard sucking yeah. brains. So, uh, Kara's friend is Talazar. Um, she's her oldest friend, and they were school bonded since their first level. And so she, you know, t- you know, she likes double fried argan honey blooms and wants to be a surgeon. And so she's pleading that you know, you just can't throw away the only chance they may have. They may have of finding them. And so Clark's like, well, that's what the curler wants to do. He wants to drive us crazy. And so. You know, make us choose who lives and dies. And so he says, okay, we'll figure this out, and we're going to save them all, which is, you know, total Superman. Well, then we get the laughter from the villain, and Clark gets mad. He says, where are you? Come on, I'm right here. Come on and fight me. You know, he's got the red-eyed thing. And the the villain says, oh, no, 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 this is so much more fun. Okay. So then on his comm, because he's putting his fingers in his ear, he says, Superman, do you read? And he goes, yes, Batman. 
and so can the killer. So whatever they say aloud, right, the killer will hear it. And and mm-hmm. Batman says, no, I got Zantana to cast a spell over this frequency. And Clark says, and you think that'll stop me? And he goes, if the enemy could use magic, we'd already be dead. Now listen to me. The spell will only last a few minutes. I told you our enemy's like the Joker, right? And Clark says, right. And he says, and what does the Joker do? And Clark says, he he hurts the people we love the most. And so um, Batman is flying somewhere. Um, and he says, he went after the most vulnerable, the ones who brought the most light into my world. He crippled Batgirl, killed Robin, and your Joker is going to try to do the same thing to everyone you care about. But you've got the got an advantage. Most of your closest friends are nearly invulnerable, and the rest of them are prepared and protected. And so we see Kara and Crypto at the Daily Planet on the roof, we see Steel and Lana. Lana has a Steel suit as well. Um, and we see um, Hero and Wonder Woman, which I, I was like, okay, Hero's got this big old battle suit, and Clark's called on him a couple times you know, to get him out of a jam, but yet he's made Wonder Woman watch over Hero. Um, well, if they want to sh- shutter her to the side, that's fine with me. But And he says, so Batman says, so I'm guessing the killer's looking elsewhere. And Clark says, it could be anyone on the planet or everyone. He could blow up a nuclear reactor or set off a volcano. And I started laughing when I read nuclear reactor. <laughs> yes, like, that's the pot calling the I'm kettle like, black there, Clark. I'm like, uh, soup. you just destroyed an island with your girlfriend. <laughs> um, yeah, pot calling kettle black. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So Batman says, I thought of that, but he'd have done that already if that was that were his plan. He goes, no. He wants to break your heart. So Batch has landed in upstate New York in the Catskills, which is mountain mountainous area. Uh, people use, I think they still, well, actually, I think Scott Snyder goes to the Catskills to vacation every year, if I remember right. So anyway, um, Batman says, he wants to break your heart, but still trying to figure out who you really love. And Batman says, he wants the person you confide in the most, the person who understands you the best, the person you'd miss the most if she were ever gone forever. And Clark says, what are you talking about? And Batman said, who do you think? Okay. When you read that, what did you think? I was grinning. I was grinning ear to ear. I was like, Batman knows his shit, man. He knows what's going on with Superman. He's on it like he hit the nail on the head there. And I don't think, you know, I don't care what comes after because, like I said, I've got my own theory to that. Okay. Right. Right. Because this right here to me rings with truth. Right. And it, it may not be the truth that has been admitted, 
But the truth is right. still the truth. Whether whether you say the truth out loud to yourself or not, it's still the truth. Like if I have to say, you know, the sky is green, it doesn't make it truth. Well, and the other thing we have to take in consideration is Kara standing right there. Mhm. If there's any kind of, um, they may not want her. To, Clark may not want her to know. Right. 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 But Batman doesn't know because he, according to his screens on the top, he thinks Kara's with crypto at the Daily Planet. Right. So he says, Batman says, Lois Lane. And Clark and Kara say, what? And I was like, okay, that to me seemed like somebody was pulling back a little bit. And so then we see Lois who's talking on a comm, and she says, don't play dumb, Superman. I've told him everything. And Clark says, Lois? What are you, wait a minute, told him what? (laughs) <laughs> does this okay? Does that not does that not ring with guilt and like a child being caught up in a lie? You know when yeah. you say when you say like to a child, "What did you do?" and they, they say, "Uh, uh, uh, nothing." Well, if you've got this uh, secret going on and you're trying to display something else publicly. Then, then it's like I told him everything. Uh, which part of everything did you tell him? You know. Like, <laughs> she says, "You know, the secret romance, midnight flight, wedding proposal on the far side of the moon." And Kara says, "Lois Lane, really?" And Clark goes, "This is crazy." Okay, now, what did you think of that? When when I read this, right, I'm like, oh, okay, you, you know, these two are, are, are playing him so well because these are the two people that know him the best, right? right. And they know how Lois Lane in one panel just made Superman nervous. She just brought out the Clark Kent in him in one panel. And for me, that just was, like, phenomenal, right? Um, Because his nervousness to me gave me hope. Because if you have nothing to hide, if you have nothing, if you're not hiding your own secret feelings, right? Right. You won't be this nervous. You'd, he would have said, don't be ridiculous, Lois. What the heck are you talking about? Right. Right? Well, but he he's said, a terrible liar. Exactly. And he's a terrible liar. So him saying, wait, what? What did you tell Wait, Lois? You, wait a minute. What did you tell him? Wait a minute. What? <laughs> you know? It's... it's and so much the, to tell, but what that, did you tell him? Exactly. And the fact that the whole sentence is broken up and that it's not a coherent thought of him, of his, you know, he's like, wait, what, what? Hold on, what? You told him everything? What everything? You know, um, but when I did the second part, I was like, hmm, well, has any of this actually happened in New 52? Right. 
we may not have actually seen it. Right, but exactly, because they don't want us to see it. Can, exactly, because if we're going to see it, well, quote-unquote, this is a secret romance, right? So if we're going to see it, a, it'll blow up the romance, firstly, right? right? B, it won't be a secret. It won't be something that they're trying to hide. Right. Right? But as soon as I read, um, okay, Midnight Flights, we've seen that happen sort of, right? We've what? seen it happen. We've seen the Midnight Flight happen, sort of. When? Right? The astral projection. Yeah, and that's when Clark said, oh, it's a habit. And we're like, really? Because this is the first time we've seen it. Right, right. And so then after that, I'm thinking, well, has he carried her before this issue? And yes, he has. In the last issue, he did carry her. Well, not last, in the last saga where he lost his uh, memory. memory. But then he regains yeah. it. And then he regains it and he takes her with a slight... To the Daily Planet, right? Um, but the one that rang true for me was the um, Far Side of the Moon. Yeah, that rang a bell. I was like, did we see, did we hear about this before? Right. Yeah, and I, I went back. You, I said, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, and I was like, Holly's on the same page there with me. And I was like, I know exactly where this is. And I pull out the comic and I do a little bit of Photoshop and I put the thing together and I'm like, far side of the moon, dark side of the moon, what is happening on that moon with Clovis? Okay, what is happening? I want to see the pictures on the moon. And, and if we're talking about the moon, the moon is a very private place. Yeah. Very private. I mean, right. you know... Um, so, and then the next panel. Well, here's the, the other way, thing. The, Would Cyborg be able to pick up any anything if they were on the dark side of the moon, far side of the moon? No, no, because um, no satellites orbit the moon, really. I mean, you know, especially the dark side of the moon. And so... <laughs> And so Cyborg, I mean, there's no, like, technology, if you get what I mean, right? on the moon, right? right? They could just go by themselves because there's no moon bunker, right? They've done away with the Justice League moon bunker. So there's no real, I mean, that is, if you want, the most secret hiding place because technically Cyborg could hack into the Fortress of Solitude. Right, and Clark could always have Lois checking for bugs before. Right. Remember they always said it was going to be about bugs? And we were thinking yes, insects, about, and it's bugs. about electronic bugs. The bugs, people, the bugs are coming. <laughs> and so the moon, to me, is very... I mean, we could be fishing this out. We could be, like, jumping on happy gas here, right? But... We don't care. To me, to, <laughs> I don't care. No. To me, yeah. this is very, um, because it's it's out of the blue sort of thing. Right. Right. And, you know, when when as we read later, you'll see where my, where my theory of the double play comes in. 
that they could be telling the truth and covered up as a lie. Right. And so um, especially the next panel where Clark looks so panicky and he's like, what are you guys doing? You know, it's, it's to me telling because Clark has not been at all honest with his feelings for Lois. Right. In the New 52. He knows, we know, okay, he knows and we know that Mm -hmm. he is crushing badly on her, but he hasn't acted on it. That we know of. That we know, that we've seen, right? Right. There was a hint, there was a hint of him acting on it in uh, Action 19, but unfortunately he got called away and it didn't turn into anything. So... He hasn't really been that we've seen honest with his feelings for Lois. He right. hasn't told he hasn't told Diana about Lois. Whoa, whoa, really whoa. whoa, whoa, wait a minute. I think he might they might that she might know. Diana here's the reason. Yeah. Go back to the housewarming. Right. How everybody acted. Remember, right. Clark's been mind whamming with Hector Hammond, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Right. Jonathan wonders when Clark's move going to move in. Mm-hmm. And Lois is like, "Let's go make out." But Lois, um, well, firstly, Clark sees her as his uh, quote-unquote Wonder Woman. Right. And, you know, she's like, honey, you're home. Let me give you a smooch and dinner's ready. And I'm like, the hell? Firstly, right, this is the wonder of digital comics. When when it's a surprise, you get surprised, especially when you're flicking it through on your iPad because you don't see the next page, right? And I was like, mm-hmm. excuse what the hell is happening here? So it really surprised me. And uh, then, then there was the him imagining, him imagining Lois kissing him, right? And then right. he was like, "Whoa!" And sorry, sorry, what? What? Go ahead. <laughs> okay, go ahead. And so you know, and then there's the whole thing, you know, um, Jonathan was also like, whoa, when he saw Diana, you know. Um, you don't do that in front of a girlfriend. No. Um, you know, and then he, again, you said he asked Clark, so, you know, the spare bedroom's ready, when are you moving in? Right. And Diana's nowhere to be seen. And she's with, with, like, Perry, with Jimmy, with everybody else. And... Lois is like, so let's go make out. And I was like, excuse me? Did I just read that right? And so, you know, if, for me, that it was true feelings revealed. It's like red kryptonite, you know, without your inhibitions sort of thing. Right. And remember, they went out on the fire escape, very public place, to supposedly exactly. kiss. And then Orion steps in. 
Yeah, because Orion's like, don't touch my legs. Legs is mine. And then Clark finds out that she kissed Orion, and he's like, what? You kissed him? And he's probably sitting there thinking, okay, I'm going through this hell, and she's kissing Orion, and how's that going to make, you know, whoever's got surveillance on the Justice League, how's that going to convince them that her and I are dating? Especially Orion is what? Related to Darkseid, isn't he? He's supposedly Darkseid's son because Darkseid and High Father are brothers. And right. to keep peace between them, they swap their sons. That's right. right so, so, so Orion is technically Darkseid's son. Wouldn't that kind of piss you off if they're doing this for Darkseid's benefit? And this whole hoax of a foment. And she's kissing Darkseid's son? That'd piss you off. Right. And also, also, he doesn't... Afterwards, when he, you know, he fights Orion and everything, and they, like, demolish half of Metropolis, you don't see people complaining about that, you know, destruction that's happening. Um, That was was a hit for all the people who complain about Man of Steel. Uh, (laughs) In case you didn't pick it up, you know, hashtag... But, you know, after they do all that, he's, like, so blasé about it. He's, like, well, I trust you and that sort of thing. You know, I I trust your judgment or whatever. I know you had to do what you had to do. That doesn't come across to me as, I mean, okay, Holly, if you're in a relationship and you find out secretly, you know, uh, your girlfriend fondled another guy and kissed him, which is what Wonder Woman does. It's in the panels. You know, she grabs him by the nuts. By the ball. And she, yeah, and she, you know, she gives him a good squeeze and, um, you know, she kisses him. And uh, why, I still don't know why, but anyway, um, would you be upset <laughs> Oh yeah, I would. I would have been. I would have like thrown things and been like, "The hell, you know." And right. the romances, are like, "Oh, that's trust. That's true love. They don't get jealous." <laughs> I'm like, uh-huh. "Uh, what? <laughs> okay." It's so emotionless. It's that exactly, and that's why it's so fake because there's no emotion involved. And if it's a hoax, you know, it's not real emotion, so... Right. Well, when I first read the list of all the stuff Lois said, I said, was he throwing us a bone? I mean, I was in my depths of despair. I'm still wallowing in in the anti-life question without a, you know, a lifesaver. Um, Batman says... I'm honestly shocked you were able to keep a secret from me for so long. Well, yes. That would be something. Wouldn't it be fantastic? You know, Batman comes up with, I'm dating, you know, you date Wonder Woman, and that way, you know, you won't have any problems, you know, so take the heat off of, you know, if you want a personal life. Then Clark goes ahead and has a personal life (laughs) that even he doesn't know about. But, you know, that that would show how well, 
Clark and Lois have kept it a secret. If they keep it a secret from Batman, then Darkseid's not going to catch wind of it either. Mm-hmm. So he says, but I know why you wanted to hide it, obviously. She's just flesh and blood. Anyone who knew how much she meant to you could kill her in a second. And Lois goes, oomph. <laughs> like, maybe. And Bat says, but that's exactly our advantage. And he's setting up, uh, I assume, cameras or something so he can get a hold of, find out what this bullet is that they're using. And Carol's like, I don't get it. <laughs> and and Clark, uh, in his narrative, says, but in a flash I do. And he says, oh, no, aloud. And he takes off from the fortress, and Kara's right behind him. And she says, hey, where are we going? And he says, and um, Batman says, enemy is smart. He'll figure it out soon enough. But by the time he does, we'll be prepared. Here's the plan. We'll use Lois's bait, but I'll have trackers established to trace whatever he's using as a bullet back to its source. And we see Batman and Lois on a cliff with the trackers around them. And um, Clark's thinking, you're using future tense, but this is all happening right now, isn't it, Bruce? And he's got a very determined look on his face as he's flying. And he, he says, there is no spell, is there? The killer's listening, all by your design. And Bats look at Lois, and Lois looks at Bats, and they're kind of like got a little smile on their face. And... Uh, Clark says, and I think that's very telling, because they know Clark. Yeah. yeah, well, these are the these are the two people that know him the best. So right. they, know, they know. So they know they will know when he um, catches on and that he caught on to their plan. Well, and they know he'll save Lois no matter what. Right. Because that's his job. <laughs> yes, that's his main directive. Okay, save it's Lois. Five directive. You're saving yes. Lois. Because you save Lois, you save the world. You save the world, you save Lois. That's pretty much Superman in a nutshell. So Clark's thinking, and he says, "And somehow you got Lois to play along." <laughs> I don't think she, he had to twist her arm. No, you know, uh, and this this is to me, um, Clark not realizing how much Lois actually cares about him. Because Batman would have just needed to say, "Yo, I got this plan," because uh, the dude is like chasing Superman, and she's like, "I'm in." If I'm, right. if it means I'm going to save Superman, I'm in. Right. This. Oh, and somehow you got Lois to play along, really. Excuse me, Clark. If you care enough to make super bat, super bat protect her, then she's gonna like do her damnedest to super bat protect you. You know. Mm-hmm. So he says, "Of course you called me, so I'm part of your plan too, and I have to give you some real credit here, because whether I love or hate what you're doing, I've only got one clear path of action, <laughs> which is what save Lois. Lois, Lois." That's his clear thought. That's his direction. See, he's so determined and he's so heroic when he has Lois as his direction. I mean, 
So he says out loud, interesting plan, but what will keep Lois from getting killed? And Bat says, still working on that part of it. Now, this is Batman, right? Right. He knows. Is there any part of a plan that he doesn't have a worked out, and you know? No, Batman's he... got, you know, Batman's got his plan A, B, and C, and if this goes in this direction, this is the path that we're going to take. If this goes in this direction, this is the contingency for that, you know. I mean, he's got, like, so much spare time on his hands that all he does is come up with plans. And Lois has got her arms crossed over her chest. Like, she's, okay, come on. Let's do it. She's not damsel in distress. She's like, here I am, the big old target. Come on. Right. She's never a damsel in distress. Right. So then we see the villain laughing, and Batman's checking his cell phone. (laughs) And he says, (laughs) have incoming. And Lois looks at him and goes, wonderful. Why? Because this is their plan. They are working out the plan, and so it's going like, you know, it's supposed to. Right. Uh, You know, we keep saying Batman and Lois, the reason why Superman gets along with them so well is because Batman and Lois Lane think a lot alike. Right. They have a very, you know, Lois is, you know, an investigative reporter, so she is a detective by profession. Right. Because that's what an, an investigative reporter is, is that you go and you go and d- do your detective work and you find out what's happening and you write a story on it. Batman is the world's greatest detective. So they obviously have the same sort of, you know, thinking strategy when it comes to that. They will know, you know, they can hit off one another and say, Right. If he says we have incoming, she's like, wonderful, everything's going according to plan. Right. So Batman um, says, is thinking, Superman and Supergirl blitzing down from the north and something else from the east. Or, well, I think he may be saying this to Lois. Yeah, I, because it's in quotation marks, so... Right. And he says, they'll be here in 15 seconds. Are you all right? And Lois says, aside from being terrified? He says, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I had to pull you into this. And Lois says, yeah, well, I would have kicked your ass if you hadn't. (laughs) (laughs) That's our Lois. That's Lois. You know, she hasn't... the, The reason why she is still in demand and successful is because she hasn't changed. Right. I mean, you can't you can't change Lois Lane. No. Because then we would kick DC's ass for changing Lois Lane. I yeah. mean, there would be like riots in the streets. If, well, if they did what they did to Wonder Woman, if they did that to Lois, we would be marching on them. Yeah, we would we would form. A march. I don't think we'd sit back like these Wonder Woman fans. We would be like, uh-uh, no, uh-uh, you don't do that to Lois. We get a few actresses to go kick their butt. Yeah, all you need is Amy Adams and, and you know, 
Erica Durant and Terry Hatch had to show up there and they'd probably Dana die Delaney. And Dana Delaney would show up and they would just like die of fright. So she'd yeah, be yeah. like, what did you do to Lois? <laughs> and they'd be like, we're fine. So we have one uh, Lois standing on the cliff and we have Batman and in comes Superman and Supergirl and We've been waiting for this for a long time. And when I first read it, I thought, that better not be fake. Clark is screaming Lois's name. That's something we haven't seen in the New 52. And now we're seeing it. But it's in a situation where we're not sure if what Lois said is true. No, no. Well, listen, listen, she's still in mortal danger. Well, yeah. Right. Because at this point in time, the villain hasn't figured out, you know, he's he's still targeting Lois because Bullet's heading straight for her. And then he figures out, you know, smart boys because Superman showed up in time to save Lois Lane. So this reaction... You know, and you can see it in the in the art as well, how desperate he is. He has his right. hand open, you know, he's stretching out, he's like full this and this is not fake at right. all. This this is true emotion. I mean, we didn't get a whole splash page with Lois's name, you know, but I will take what I get because it is a true reaction. Right. And the other thing is, Maya reminded me, she says, this reminds me of the Smallville days when Clark didn't know that he was in love with Lois. Right. And I was like, I hated those days. (laughs) Because it made him look like he was stupid. He didn't know his own own heart. And I'm like, well, that's New 52 Superman, basically. But um, to see this, you know, to see him truly concerned about Lois, I mean, he wasn't even allowed to scream her name back in Justice League during the Throne of Atlantis arc. It was like level. Right. So the villain, so Clark stretches out his hand for the bullets that's heading for Lois, and we see and we see the villain say, "Clever boys." And he says, "You you tried to tempt me," and the bullet moves past Clark's hand because it's not a straight trajectory. And then he uses his other hand to to, um, try to block it, and it says, trick me. But I know who the real target should be, and it hit Batman right in the chest. That got the splash page. Lois is there. She's reacting. Clark and Kara's trying to help Lois still. (laughs) <laughs> and um, Clark, you know, because, re- because Kara thinks, because Kara thinks, oh well, Lois is, you know, important to my cousin, right? So, the one you confide in the most, Batman falls off the cliff, and we see green smoke-like stuff coming out of his chest. Clark goes after him. And the villain says, the one you'll miss more than any other. And he grabs Batman 
and the villain says, when he dies. And Clark says, Batman? He doesn't scream his name. And then the green smoke goes up to Clark's face, and he goes, Ugh! And Bat says, sorry, little kryptonite in the body armor. And Kara's like, what is, this is what your great friend does? <laughs> and uh, Clark says, he likes to be prepared. And he says, "Did you really did plan this all along. And, and Batman says, only way to get him to strike. Just didn't figure I was the one who'd get shot. And, Superman, and Clark says, so how were you going to protect Lois? And he says, that was always your job. Yes, Clark. Yeah, talk some sense into him, Batman. See, Batman is like all of us in the situation because right. when when you know when the whole Superman and Wonder Woman thing was revealed, you know, he threw a battering at the TV, which is basically what all of us wish we could do to our computer screens and our comics. You know, we wish we could just like throw something at it because we're so angry and, you know, he's always, I mean, that whole conversation when Clark was superpowered, you know, he's always the one talking sense into Superman. Mm-hmm. And he's the one that sees through the, and it could be, like you said, because he planned it. You know, I always go back to where he says, you guys have one like tough and the world falls apart. No. Well, I started to look at it this way. The villain has not, has seen only the charade of the fomance. And so Clark's closest relationship, really, even to the villain, his closest relationship would be Batman, not Wonder Woman. Right. Even the villain gets it. This right. romance is fake. <laughs> so that doesn't mean that Clark and Lois couldn't have a secret romance because it's, you know if they could hide it from Batman, they could sure in a heck hide it from the villain and Cyborg and Darkseid. So is Clark? Clark is got Batman in his arms. Is coming to land beside Lois, and he says, "Lois." You really shouldn't listen to this guy. Now, does he sound angry or anything? No, he sounds, um, to be quite honest, it came across as they were flirting. Because that's what what Clovis does. I mean, you put them together in two panels and look at them. They can't keep their eyes off each other. And she retorts, I always bet on blue. I think that's the first time he's being called blue in the new 52. As um, I think so. It doesn't come to mind that he's being called blue. Um, no, yeah, yeah. I haven't, I haven't heard him. I haven't seen him being called blue before, or and big then, blue, well, or anything. Yeah, right. So while Batman's laying on the ground and Kara and, and Clark are seeing to him, and Lois pipes up and says, but you know, all the rest of that was an act, right? I mean, I've got a boyfriend and everything, so. 
Yeah. I don't God, know whose benefit she was doing that for. I think maybe Kara's and maybe perhaps even Batman's. But I think, you know, Bruce is on to them now. So, um, and Batman goes, the yeah, no, when 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 I read that, I was like, yeah, Lois, that cardboard cutout that you keep hiding somewhere. Where is he? Yeah. Your boyfriend is about as genuine as his girlfriend. So, Batman's just concerned about the bullet because, you know, that's what this all was for. And he goes, check the bullet. And Clark <laughs> looks in and Supergirl says, Yeah, no. It, Batman was probably like, uh, the bullet is still in me, you two. Can you stop flirting yeah, over flirting. My, my bloody body here? <laughs> can, you, can you concentrate, you two? And um, Kara says, dear Rao. And she goes, that's that. And her and Clark have these shock expressions. She goes, that's a Kondorian. And somebody has it in between their fingers, this little tiny Kryptonian, uh, which is also breathing in Batman's kryptonite. Hey, you're going to kill the guy. It's uh, Clark's hand, actually. Big giant hand from hell there. And so then they take, um, everybody goes to the ant farm, which is a three-inch indestructible mobile sphere housing the microscopic headquarters of SHADE, which stands for the Superhuman Advanced Defense Executive. Dr. Ray Palmer, a.k.a. The Atom. He was, yeah. He wasn't the original Atom. He was the Silver Age Adam, mm-hmm. and he was the Adam all through until I think there was a couple Adams between, including the chick from, yeah, Earth Break. But anyway, he explains tiny superpower Kandorians as untraceable smart bullets. Um, who in Candor hates him this much? And <laughs> Batman says, "Hush." And I was like, "No, that's your villain." <laughs> But he comes. Ah. <laughs> but he's telling him to keep quiet. Right. <laughs> yeah. They ha- we have the sphere, and and what's really cool is we have a bird, and just a, a tiny bird, on a limb, and we get to see the the size of this thing, and it's very mm. small. I mean, the bird's head is almost the same size. I mean, so it's a, you know, so um, they have the Kryptonian, um. Because they had to shrink everybody, the Kryptonian is now the same size as everybody else. And uh, he's laying on a table, and Clark and Kara and Lois are um, reverent. And thanks to the letterer again in Kryptonian, Kara says, may he rest in Ralph's peace. So they gave him a little ceremony. Bigger ceremony than Earth 2 Clark got, but hey, you know. Clark exactly. Says, if if they did this, if they did this and they had, you know, Lois saying anything, it would have been better, but no, but two Clark doesn't get that. And Clark says, Amen. Nice to see that Clark still has a reverence and stuff. Maybe Smallville days, going to church, whatever. So... According to the histories he studied, the man's name was Can Co, the city's chief wellness officer. 
and he served 7,000 people during the sky flu epidemic. As far as I can tell, he was incapable of hating anyone. And Ray says, okay, uh, sorry. <laughs> it is, I'll just wait in the other chamber then. And Clark says, no, it's all right, Dr. Palmer. And Clark starts to put the sheet over the um, Canco's head. And he says, let's all think this through. Okay, Lois Lane is in the room. Obviously, she's the brain. It's all the smart people. Right. They, left, they didn't take they Lois back Tiara. to the planet or anything. They, they left Tiara at home because they knew she would just say, let's go kill someone. <laughs> I kill monsters. Um, plus, here's the other thing. They wouldn't take... They didn't take Lois back to the DP. One, she's still to be protected, apparently. Two, she's a brain. So, the Kandorans have been in coma since Krypton exploded. And Kara says, they don't even know we exist. So the killer woke them up. And Clark says, and either convince them or force them into this. And Lois says, come on, we all know what's going on here. It's Brainiac. He's the one who shrank Candor and put them into stasis in the first place, right? I love the way they're drawing Lois in this book. And the art is amazing. Yes. Isn't I have to yeah. say, the, the, this, give me this guy over Jim Lee any day, you know. Yeah. Um, I also like Lois with the short hair. I don't. I don't like Lois with short hair. I like it, you see, because my first um, Lois Lane that I ever ever saw was, was Terry Hatcher, and she had, I mean, like like bobs, you know, like... Her, yeah, but her so, hair wasn't this short. She had a bob, no, but she didn't have a... No, in, in the third season, she went really, really, really short. I mean, she had, like, everything in the back was cut and stuff, so... And she just had, like, a fringe in the front. So I know because when during summer in in South Africa, I I still use Terry Hatcher's hairstyle to cut my hair because there you it's so go. because it's so short, um, you know, to keep it off my neck because it gets so hot here. So and I I oof, I can't handle long hair. I like get it knotted into things and stuff. <laughs> Strangled myself with my long hair. So, um, but. Apart from that, I I don't mind Lois with the with the short hair because, I mean, you know Terry Hatcher was my first Lois Lane, so she had shortish hair. So and John Byrne gave her really short hair, and that's why I yeah yeah he gave her really like eighty short hair, and I'm like oh yeah that was why does Lois why does Lois have eighty hair? Then I was why then I was like oh. Lois have- why does Lois have a razor cut? Yeah. Um, so Batman says yes, but he doesn't fit the profile. And Lois says, so we got the two brains talking to each other. And she says, what are you talking about? Murderous super genius? Sounds pretty on the nose to me. And Batman says, Brainiac had a specific goal. He didn't toy with us or kill random people along the way just for fun. And Lois says, maybe he has a new goal. And we just don't understand his reasoning yet. And Clark says, 
I dragged him into a black hole. He's on the other side of the universe. Yeah, well, you think that Bra- that Brainiac destroyed the fortress, so yeah, how yeah, reliable Clark. are you? Yeah, Clark, stop messing with the brains of the outfit thinking about you. And then Lois brings up, and before that, he took over my body, and no one noticed for months. Ooh, if they're having a secret romance, why wouldn't Clark notice? And so it says, and he's pushing, you know, see the well, Superman Dim Collection. You know, you know, <laughs> you know, Brainiac taking over Lois's body mm-hmm. is another clue to the secret romance because Brainiac picked Lois Lane. Right. Right. And his main goal was always revenge on Superman. Right. Because they they met previously in action, and Superman thwarted his plans to you know take over, take Metropolis, and I know destroy the Earth or whatever Brainiac wants to. Um, and so his main plan in Doomed was to you know infect Superman, turn him into public enemy number one, discredit right. him. And the person he used to do that wasn't, you know, Diana. The person he chose to go after and to infect was Lois Lane. So maybe Brainiac Brainiac was onto them. Well, remember in, um, was it before Action 12? When Lois was in the Dome City of Metropolis, the bottled city of Metropolis, remember? That was before Action 12. That was like... Oh, so Clark went in... General Lane goes to Clark Kent, or Superman and says, will you save my daughter? Right. Right, because the entire world, after Lois Lane's article, and apparently Superman saved her a couple of times, the entire world thought that they had something going. Right. Or maybe not so, the entire world, but but all the people that were around them. Right. So the foments could be used to get the heat off of that. Mm-hmm. As a diver- like a divergence, a distraction. So, um, of course, Eddie's plugging the Doom collection coming out this March. I already got the issue. But and 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 you know, I still think Diana leaked the picture to Hesia. And Hesia gave the flash drive to cats. Because how would Hesia how would Hesia even know how to operate a camera? She's been on Paradise Island. Ultimately. I know. She's not no techno so, chick. Yeah, yeah. So how how would she know how to get a picture of them? Uh yeah. Charles Soul didn't think that went through. Maybe that's a secret that Batman and Wonder Woman knows. That they made their relationship public yeah. and Wonder Woman's behind it. But at the same time, if Clark knows that it's fake and they were going to have to do it public anyway. Right. And it could be the other reason why Clark didn't want to go public. Because he's like, well, I'm not really, you know, into this. I'm not really doing this. For you know, because I love you or anything, right? So let's just keep the secret, and maybe he hadn't told Lois yet. Who knows? 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, and that's what the Bucci call was for in 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 Format Eight. Uh, Lois, I have something to tell you. Well, you know and that I, whole schmarmy conversation of him when he's in the apartment. He's like, eh, let's do something," and she's like, "No." She's like, you know, <laughs> that puts a whole new perspective on it. It's like, yeah, yeah, we're supposed to be together. Let's get it on while I'm doomed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the whole booty call thing was kind of a. uh, Yeah, yeah, that's a dead giveaway. He's like, he's like, Lois, I'm in trouble. Uh, I'm kind of spicy. Lois, I'm spicy. You're dating Wonder Woman, remember? I gotta shut this down before Darkseid hears it. But Lois, oh, I must. You. Anyway. Yeah. Well, and here's the other thing. You know, there's only one dark side. If he ever caught wind, okay, he's seen all the other Earths, right? He knows that right. Superman and Lois Lane were a thing on Earth too, right? Right, because he sent the parademons, especially to um, the Daily Planet. Right. To go so, and kill her because that was one of the first targets was the Daily Planet, which is why so, Clark could couldn't get to her in time. Right. So here's the deal: if he thinks, oh well, on this Earth they're not together, he's with Wonder Woman. That totally protects Lois. Right. Right. Oh yeah, exactly, have, exactly. Yeah, but they have Cyborg to worry about because he has the Apocalyptic Tech. And he may or may not be aware of, you know, dark side listening in. Yeah, we need to write this all down so when it eventually comes out, we can say, see, we told you so. <laughs> Notice how everybody <laughs> listen to the podcast. Yes, <laughs> listen to the podcast. Link, We'll link it now. Listen to our wild theories. Yeah. So Lois says to Batman, while Clark ponders, she says, how do we know he's not here among us right now? Interesting concept. Mmm. Mmm. Clark's thinking about that one. Ooh, she could be right. So Kara says, this isn't getting us anywhere. So I'm like, ooh, maybe Kara's been brainiac. She kind of interrupted it pretty quick. She says, Tally's in Candor, and whatever happened to Officer Co. might be happening to her. We just have to find that city. And then Ray raises his, literally raises his hand like, oh, I know this one. Well, that's something I might be able to help with. Batman's trackers collected some pretty good data. I was about to cross-reference it with unexplained weather patterns and tidal irregularities across the Atlantic. That brings us to the Black Sand Desert of Iceland, in the middle of which we've located a melted circle of strange glass two miles across. The glass has special properties. It absorbs light and foils radar and cameras. Clark, you and Lewis can go make out there. (laughs) Yeah, Clark, Clark, you need some of this glass in your house. Just just put it all over. Then then you and Lois don't have to run to the moon all the time. But you know what? Isn't that what a black hole is, too? It absorbs light? 
Oh, yes, yeah. A, a black hole, from my understanding, I could be very wrong. Uh, a black hole is um, a void in space of where no time, no light, no life exists. It's just a void. Right. A wormhole is a is a like a pathway to another place, but yeah, yeah. But a black hole is just like nothingness. So, right. aha, it could be could be Brainiac's black hole. So, but we can make out something at the center, shaped lo- not unlike a bottle, and that's as much as we can see. To find out more, we'll have to approach in person. But given the circumstances, I recommend an infiltration rather than a full-on assault, since we have no idea what's going on inside. Although, I'm going to go out on a limb and guess it's pretty damn horrible. And we see the Kandorian suited up for a fight, and it looks like um, Kara's friend is ready to rumble. And the next issue is called Candor Strikes Back. So are they talking about going inside the bottle? Well, well, that would be what an infiltration would be, right? Because right. A, full-on ass- right. a full-on assault would mean that they go in and they attack whoever's there, you know. Or they um, just pick up the bottle and walk away with <laughs> it. <laughs> they pick up the bottle and, like, in that in that episode of Batman Brave and the Bold, he says... Earthquake and he shakes it and he's like ha ha ha. <laughs> yes, that's that is cookie like that. You know, this could just end really simply. All you'd have to do is just put some like blue kryptonite in, you know, or gold kryptonite down the the hole. Just crush a little bit and be like, there, all your powers are gone. Hmm? Yeah, but I don't think Clark would do that. A Batman would. He'd be like, well. Or, or they could just put, or they could just put that that white kryptonite that disappeared from the Superman Batman books, where it turned Clark into a drug addict. You know, he was like high, not a drug addict. Sorry, he was high. You know, he was like, don't make don't make brownies, don't him not the colors, making brownies. We need to go there. I'm so hungry. You guys look weird. We could just put some of that down there. Yeah. And shake the uh, candor. That's oh. all you need to do. You just need to shake the bottle and be like, stop doing this. Like Adelia and Candor. Um, so, Sayef did the art. Is it Adrian Sayef? I want to think. Yeah, Adrian, Adrian Sayef. Mm-hmm. Mm, very good art, very good art. I, yeah. I like the way he, he draws everybody. Um, you know, there's... Again, you know, it's it's what I like to see in art. It's it's what I was appreciative of, um, you know, John Romita Jr. for doing. It's in little panels showing emotion. I mean, where Kara is looking at Clark and she's got her hands on hips and she's like, really? Isn't that smart? She's giving him, you're having a secret romance? Wait till I tell Wonder Woman. Um, I don't think she know, tell Wonder Woman. I would like to see that happen. Just, just to. I think the Wonder Woman hand. already knows. I really do. Yeah, I. You know what? I think Wonder Woman knows from that, from that book where Lois appears as an astral projection. 
Right. Where where she looks and she's I mean, you know, she she looks jealous of Lois. Yeah. And you know, she balls up instead of saving people. Exactly. That poor people with the demon heart. We don't know if they ever got saved. You know, like just screw them. Demon heart can take them. Now, um, were they having the rhubarb soup on his porch? Yes. Which In was public. Dumb. Right. Yes. Because he was dressed as Clark and she was dressed as Wonder Woman. Right. So again, because you know, public. because you know, she couldn't, she couldn't put on a pair of jeans. Oh no! You know, how would she appear in her tiara then? Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I go back to if you go to every single moment that they've had in New Fifty Two, it's always been in front of somebody or in a very public place. Right. Somewhere where where someone can easily, easily see you. And, you know, I mean, like you said, the U.S. is monitored all the time with with satellites, with listening devices. I mean, I watch the the programs on TV, you know, the stuff like The Good Wife and uh, Scandal, and I see how America is monitored, you know, Right. Um, so it, it it is possible that in this world that they're living in, they could be under surveillance twenty four seven. And for them to go a first have their first kiss on the Lincoln Memorial, I always said, isn't that like a public place? Because I've never been there, yeah. right? So I don't know right. how it was oh, yeah. set up. Yeah. Right. But I would think you'd have at least a couple of cameras on the roof of the Lincoln Memorial. Oh, I would think. Because that would be, if not more. Because that's like, yeah, that would be like like a hot spot for like attacks and stuff. So yeah, sure. definitely, definitely, you know, there's gonna be a couple of cameras around there. Yes, why should you, you know, see for heaven's sake? Exactly. I mean, it's the capital of the United States of America. It's gonna be right. under surveillance everywhere. Right. Um. You know, the the second kiss that they have is in a what's it, a wheat field or a cornfield or whatever in yeah. Silver. Anyone right. can see that. Anybody. And you know, they and put it a is, bug on Clark, so we definitely know Batman exactly. saw it. Right. So we definitely know somebody has it recorded, somebody saw it, and it's Batman. Right? Well he you know, then he's in on it. Then we go, um, I'm trying to think, you know, then they appear together publicly in Kadak where they right. free those, those, those women, right? They appear together, right? Um, I'm trying to think of the, I don't know why I have a chronicle of this in my head. <laughs> this should not be in my head. Um, I remember the bad moments. Uh, then, uh, Justice League, then, oh, okay, they, they go on a date as, as Diana Prince and Clark Kent. That's not really, but they do change in public. They change while they're running. So, you know, they didn't like go into the, the phone booth and stuff and, and change, um, 
I think then well, the there next was a tidal one, wave. <laughs> there was a tidal wave that in Throne of Atlantis just stopped. But um Well let's okay you know give me give me a second here. Right. Um uh, Throne of Atlantis the animated series, animation. Now think about it. Clark and Diana are having this public affair, even though, you know, we it's phony. Uh and then Lois shows up um, sees them sitting together, right? And um, so if Lois knows Clark is Superman, and um, it hadn't been publicized by this time, so um, in the books, but she's like, hi, Clark, what are you doing, blah, 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 and she finds out that, you know, she's a diplomat. Yeah, Clark. She's a diplomat. I'm a billionaire. Um, so that would be perfectly natural. Then she finds out they're on a date. And so Lois is like, oh, you know. Um, and then she's like, she goes up. To me, that just makes that make more sense. If, they, if Clark and Lois are having a secret love affair and Clark's like, you know, I'm just dating her in public, you know, to protect you. That makes more right. sense than it. Right, because it's not Clark that says it's it's um it's a date. It's a date, exactly. Yeah. And Clark pulls his hand away from Diana as well. Um right. and he's just trying to like well I'm just like, you know, I'm not I'm not cheating on you, Lois, don't worry. Um you know, it, it's just like a cover up because I mean, if you look at Lois and Clark how comfortable they are in the in the animation. I mean she's a Right next to him, she says, I work closely with him. And then, right. you know, another clue as to where, where I think um, Lois went past the glasses, it was, you know, she says, Diana, great glasses. And then she yeah. says, Clark, Clark, it's a Wonder Woman date you. I mean, yeah. come on, come on. She knows. Right. Right. She's she so knows, but Diana's so clueless she doesn't catch on. Clark's sweating there in the corner, so you know he's like, <laughs> "Okay, Lois, I get it. You're smart, you know." And he's like, oh, "We'll take this to go, <laughs> cause I want to get out of the situation." <laughs> yeah. Um. And right, but but the next us going through the chronicles of the Fullman's kisses. Um, right. Right. The next one was in the Foreman's book. Right. Was for um, his Christmas gift, which was out in public as well. The what? The Christmas gift. Right. Right. And she waits to be outside of the Fortress of Solitude before she kisses him. Right. Right. Um, supposedly, they had a kiss while they were in the clouds when they were fighting Doomsday originally. Again, another public appearance. They saved the, the ship people. Um, when was that? Well, that's the picture that Hesia gives. You know, they're kissing in the clouds, whatever. I'm like, how did you get this? 
Oh. Yeah, somebody just made up that story. Um, then we had a long, long, long no fomance thing right. uh, because they were fighting all the time. Um, I mean, he tells her, you know, I love you, but it would, again, I say it, there is hesitation before he does it. Right. Right. Then they're in London, and they're flying above the destroyed London, right, holding hands. In, that's, in, again, in public. I mean, right. if I was there, I would be like, yo, come help us. Instead of flying off like douchebags in the sky, right? right. Then they said... Then they sit on on the gherkin in London and, you know, they sit there and they talk about how Wonder Woman is going to eradicate war with peace and whatever, Um, you know, because she's the god of war now. Anyway. Right. And the next one is in Action Comics 35 in front of Lois. Right. Right. So we had a good long. We had a, we had a we had a yeah we had a good long break before we had any of that nonsense. Um, and then yeah, and then the jumbotron was after that. And then the jumbotron, yeah, which is as public as you're gonna get. Well, as bad as they made Wonder Woman seem. Okay, here's another question. You know, Diana could not know. I mean, I can see Lois going, now she knows that this is just fake, right? And Clark's like, yeah, she knows it's fake. And then, you know, Diana's like, oh, oh, to the end, after the last battle, you know. Okay, one of those chicks, um, which makes her just look pitiful. Um, but here's the question. Remember uh, Magog and David Graves? were all bent out of shape because it, they thought the superheroes were not in touch with humanity and everything. Remember? Right. Well, well, they're right. right. They're not in touch with humanity. but Right. But maybe that they do that on purpose. Um, whoever had this plan of the fomance being a hoax, which is really a hoax, wanted it to appear that Superman was no longer connected with humanity. Now, Wonder Woman, it was always a question, uh, especially in the New 52. Uh, but Clark clearly had a connection to humanity because, you know, he's raised in Smallville. Hello. Um, but if Clark was having a secret romance with Lois... Um, He's still connected to humanity, but humanity doesn't know that. Why? Right. I mean, why do they want it to appear that Clark's not connected to humanity? Do do they think that Darkseid's going to, I don't know, recruit him? Well, if you remember on Earth 2, that was his main objective. I mean, this whole right. storyline that, that we're reading now with World's Finest, that's his main objective. He came when Clark was a baby, when Clark was right. a, a young boy, you know, when he when he grew up, and now again when he's older. 
So right. he, I mean, that's dark side. Dark side has, for me, you know, always been trying to recruit Superman to his army. Right. I mean, in the animated series, he, you know, they, they went as far as him brainwashing Superman to think he was his son. Mm-hmm. And so um, maybe he does want to recruit Superman. And so, you know, I'm trying to tie this in to what I'm thinking, but I just can't think of the words. Right, Earth 2 Superman is tied to humanity. Right. right? He shows that, right? Right. So he shows himself as this great savior, as this great fighter, somebody who cares. And that's why I think Darkseid wants him. Is because he is this great savior of humanity, so he would not so he would, you know, rebel against Darkseid, and that's why he wants to recruit him. But New Fifty Two Superman is not shown as having any humanity or passion or anything, so he's not seen right. as a threat. If you get what yeah, I mean. So he wouldn't yeah, want basically, to re- he's he's like he's a pushover, I don't have to worry about him. He's exactly. Fine on he's his like, he's, exactly. He's like, well, this guy's not gonna have fight the final battle for Earth, you no. know? No. He'll probably so run him with his tail between his legs. So exactly. So it could be a ploy by him to say, you know what? I'm detached from humanity, so I'm not a threat. So you don't have to worry about, you know, this Earth and that sort of thing. And that will be their ace in the hole. Exactly. Because they really haven't done much with Superman since Justice League 12. No, no, there there hasn't been, you know, any major plot lines or... I mean, in the Justice League, he's just there, you know. Right, right. He He's not the great savior. He's not the great um, hero. Mostly it's Batman saving everybody. Yeah. Um, you know, because who needs the Justice League when you have Batman? Well, is that, do you think maybe that's why Batman knocked Steve Trevor out when he went to save Diana? Because they couldn't allow Steve to show that he still cared for... It, it could be. If they're protecting Steve Trevor, right? you know, they they don't want to show that he has a connection because, I mean, Batman right. did just knock him out. It was like... yeah. Like, just totally meant. out of the blue. He was like... Psh, right. Bam, I'll, and that I'll was it. That yeah, yeah now, I'll that now. Yeah, I was like, okay, we spent six issues in, written by Sterling Gates about Steve's great mission to get the lasso and save Diana because they have a connection, blah, blah, blah. He goes to do the deed in Justice League, and Batman just knocked him out. Mm-hmm. But now he's... And, take, now and he's, takes the lasso and his glory. <laughs> Yeah, and and like, oh, Diane and I have a connection. I'm like, what the hell connection do you two have? Yeah, a connection of of, of plotting and keeping secrets from Clark is what I'm betting on. Or, 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 Diana had a child with Orion. Diana had a child with Orion. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. And and Batman's keeping the baby a secret. Babysitting. Um. So, it's, 
I mean, you know, it works some. I think it works most of the time. I mean, there's, but the whole, you know, they're protecting Lois and Steve. But eventually, it's, I mean, Clark's not going to put up with that too long. I mean, I mean, Batman just got shot. Okay, he can't even protect Batman. Okay, right. so what's to worry about Lois? I mean. Everybody's up for grabs, so why not? Why don't he just live his life? Exactly, and that's what I don't get about New Fifty Two Superman. Is that why is he so afraid of living his life? I know, Clark, that your parents died, but you know what? You're acting like Lana, then you know. Yeah. Oh, my parents died. Boo hoo hoo. Let me let me live in this cocoon of sorrow. At least Lana but, moved on with Steel, right? But, the, but we do know that they postponed stuff because of whatever. And they did want this Superman-Wonder Woman pairing to be dire to the future of the DC Universe. The only thing I could think of is Darkseid. You know, we still... Because a lot of the loopholes or the dangling threads are deal with dark. I mean, why did they give Cyclops apocalypse and uh, powers or tech if they're never going to address that? That's just ridiculous. And then they go to apocalypse every 100 or 1,000 times? Really? I, I could just see bats. Not again. No, this is not happening. I mean, I could see bats, you know, going to the apocalypse again. No, this is ridiculous. We're going to have to do something about this. So I think the dark side wars may be the key. And they're not building up the dark side wars right now. Right now they're they're distracting us with convergence and the whole brainiac dealio. But I think Johns' dark side war will be what Trinity War should have been if not more, yeah. Right. Well, you know, when when I first um, heard about, that was at the end of that, was that, that last future, uh, Forever Evil, where they revealed um, the anti-monitor. Anti-monitor, right. Right. Now, I just came off watching Green Lantern, the animated series, and the ah. anti-monitor was the big, if you if you watch that, it will explain the anti-monitor to you perfectly. It, it's not a lot of right. episodes. I think it's about 10 or 13 episodes. Right. So you can get through them quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were just shown now in on South Africa and in Cartoon Network. So I just watched that, and then I went into Forever Evil. And the anti-monitor basically reboots the world. Right. Because he sucks up all life and life forces, and he, you know, he fills it with with antimatter, which is nothing. Well, isn't Earth three the antimatter world? Well, no, it still has life, right? What the oh, anti monitor does is it takes life and it replaces it with nothing, because he right. believes that that all life is flawed. Right. So if you're going to have something that 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 has nothingness going up against 
dark side, which is the anti-life equation, mm-hmm. right? Obviously, these two things are going to butt heads, and you're going to have a reaction. I mean, nothing, right. nothing going up against you know an anti-life equation is going to, like I said, zero multiplied by zero. What does it give you? Nothing. Right. Right. So if if one thing is going to be a negative cancelling out, is the whole system going to start rebooting? Mm. Well, Batman won't reboot because he's Batman. Right. Right. But you know, <laughs> Batman has like Batman is the life equation. Okay. He's just like <laughs> nothing can touch me. He used to be Clark, but now it's Batman. Um, did you see they moved Lois's bombshell statue to come out till August? Well, they didn't have an original date for Lois's bombshell. I thought it was February. They... No. I thought it was February. No, it wasn't February. No. Jeff John said more information will be coming out next year, February. Ah. Uh. So, but I don't mind that it's in August because it's it's Lois's birthday month as well. So you know we can we have a bit of time to plan and to make this like. I hope that that statue sells out and sends a message to DC. Is it plastic? Um, they said it's half PVC, half something else. Hmm. From what from what I've seen of the the bomb, I've seen the um, uh, who was it? The Supergirl one, right? Right. And I have um, the Man of Steel All Star Superman um, figure um, statue, and it's it's half um, like a like a glass substance, half PVC because like some poses, right, like Supergirl is standing on one leg and she's got her two arms out, so they reinforce the legs so that it's stronger, so that it will stand longer, because you don't want it, you know, just baking. Right. Up. So. Okay. No, no, I'm still here. Okay. Um, all right. I just wonder. I thought oh, it would be nice if it wasn't something other. It would be something other than plastic, but it would cost even more probably. You know that Superman fountain pen that they make in mm-hmm. Italy? That's yeah, like five hundred some dollars. What? <laughs> okay, that's off like digital shopping list. <laughs> that's off my shopping list. Unless I win the lottery. Yeah, no, uh, the 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 big statues that they make fully out of glass. I think they made um, uh, Christopher Reeves one. They made a a Batman one, and they made a, a Wonder Woman one. Those are really expensive, like a thousand dollars. Right, so, right. Yeah, I figured. Um, let's see. Okay. Um, available now. Okay, I want to see what's available on the twenty eighth. Oh, the Multiversity Guidebook's coming out. Right, that's next week, right? Yeah, this coming Wednesday. Is there anything else about the Secret Omens or anything that you've thought of? 
Mm, well, basically that, you know, I keep saying that a lot of the issues have not been addressed. Right. It's just being kept aside, kept aside. He doesn't talk to one woman about any of it. Um, you know, we still have to remember that we have Lois Lane was in Superman's brain for most of right. the, the the defeating of Brainiac, right? Right. I mean, she helps. She helps. She helps Superman save the world. Right. And so, none of that has ever been brought up or addressed. That you know, hey, Lois was in my brain. You know, yeah, we had a good conversation. Yeah, she told me. You know, she hugged me when you ran away from me, and tried to slice my head off. Yeah, really. Nice girlfriend. Um, what was I thinking of? Um, so I'm wondering if, you know, they're really stalling with this action story of Horrorville, whatever. Um, John's, you know, we got kind of a sneak peek. We kind of got a, like a, what? In this issue, I'm wondering if John's will pick up that and go with it. Uh, somewhat to give us or give us another nugget and say, oh yeah, because he hasn't put them in the same room, you know. No, yeah, yeah, they've been in in the room once together, and Lois called Clark cute. No, that. No, her girlfriend did. Oh well, she agreed, so we got something. But. And she looked kind of disturbed that this other chick was saying he was cute. So, um, so we will not get Superman next week, this Wednesday, because they moved it into February. Why? Because John Romita's on the job and he always finishes his stuff. So, what was the deal? Right. Maybe there's something in there that can't be seen yet. Why? Because all the Superman books and Wonder Woman books are done this past Wednesday. Oh, true. I don't know. I don't know either. And I asked Jeff Johns and he didn't reply, so... Oh, I asked him too. They're never going to speak to me. So... Yeah, he doesn't speak to us. He just, like, ignores us. I even talked to him about cereal. And now. Yeah. And we talked to him about Buddy. I mean, come on. Yeah. I tried to coax him in, but he doesn't. Maybe I should try Instagram. I'll get him on Instagram. Um, so, so what do you think? Do you think that Clark and Lois could be having a secret romance, and he proposed? That's the other <laughs> thing. No, if if that happens, I want to see it. Well, here's the thing. You know, they're already denying us five years of stories because of the five-year gap. So, I mean, they could go back and tell those. But I thought if they did brought, bring Clark and Lois, they're not going to start from the bottom up. So probably light switches or, or something. And this I would be think, a clever, 
clever way yeah, to I show think, that I think yeah. I think that they would light switch us because the sales are so bad. Yeah. And they gotta do And something. exactly they've gotta do something drastic. So I think they would coax us with convergence and show us you know, Clark and Lois together, because that's what we're getting in Convergence. We're getting right. two versions of Clark and Lois together. We're getting Cal L, you know, with an L, and Lois Lane, from um, which was the original Golden Age. Right. Right. And then we're also getting pre-Flashpoint um, right. Superman and Lois right. Lane. Mm-hmm. So they could you know, coax us with that and then light switch it and then I think they'd go back in time. That's possible. Once once they've light switched it and they've got everybody paying attention because, I mean, let's let's admit it, if they light switch us and say next month we're going to have Superman and Lois Lane uh, back together in comics, you, me, Chris, Kimmy, everybody will jump on that comic and buy like 10 co- copies each. It will better have something in it. Right. And, yes, but if, if they do light switch it, it will be because they, they like their um, gimmicks. Right. They like the. they have to do something big to get the sales up again. Right. So I think... They are going to light switch us when they eventually do do it, and this is the way, the, the smart way of a roundabout. But they'll say, oh, but we mentioned it in this issue. You know, it's like Dan DiDio saying now that um, Convergence was mentioned in another book. Right. Right, and people are like, what? Seriously, you mentioned this? And that so, was what, prevent the something of the universe or something. I can't remember. Uh, nobody even read the book, so right. <laughs> thanks for putting it into a book that nobody read. Um, right. And so, I think they would light switch it, and then once they get people back and they get people interested, they would go back in time because. They eventually have to go back in time and tell Superman's five-year gap. Right. Well, I don't see them going, you know, I don't think that's going to be the main thrust, but I can see where they could go back and show, you know, how they dated and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it doesn't have to be strictly, you know, here's the five years you missed, you know. Right, right. But, you know, they're canceling all, most of the Green Lantern books, you know, and, you know, they have the life equation in the Green Lantern books. So, what does that mean? Uh, they're, they're, they're only keeping Green Lanterns. Right. Guardians, Red Lanterns, Sinestro. Um, the Green Lantern Corps, the, the Green Lantern Corps, um, the 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 other colored lanterns. What are they? The orange one, Laffy's. He's getting canceled. So uh. you know, I didn't even know he had a book. 
I was like, he had a book? What? Yeah, he had a book. And um, so, yeah, they, they they could, that all is good. That's the major one that that that, that family got, like, just chopped down to one book. Yeah. Oh, so definitely they're going to be doing something with lanterns, right? Definitely. I think because if you remember, the lanterns are going through this whole God hand, God wall, whatever, right? With with High Father and and uh, the new gods and stuff. So they are obviously related to Dark Side, which will be related to the Dark Side War. Right. So. Maybe we should just keep glancing over Green Lantern, like, oh, what's happening here? Right. Well, we only got a couple more issues to go, so. Yeah, two more issues, so. Hmm. Yeah, two more months of issues. Okay, so I would really like to know if anybody out there, what they think of what we presented tonight. Um, Mm, Definitely. Yeah. Um, So hopefully, you know, we can... But but if you're but if you're a fomancer and you want to just rubbish all our ideas, you can keep it to yourself. I could care. Yeah, ask. no, I could I could care less. Like you, you should see some of the fomancers who come at me because uh, my Twitter handle is is close lover, so I'm putting it out there. <laughs> who I'm you supporting. Are. Yeah, I and, um, and I got my I got my hashtags and stuff. So you should see um, some of these fomans people what they say. So what are they saying about this Batman Superman issue? Oh, um, they're like, oh, well, it's totally disrespecting Diana, and uh, <laughs> you know how Diana's reacting and reacting in her book. You know, that's not that's not disrespecting her. But this whole secret romance thing, even the mere suggestion of it is disrespecting Diana. And and I'm thinking, uh, yeah, go back and see what you were saying about Lois Lane and how you were disrespecting her relationship with Superman, and that's how right. we felt. Yeah. So, yeah, they're not happy about it. Some Some of them are just ignoring it. Some of them still think that their sales numbers are fifty thousand and forty five thousand. No, try minusing. Were they forty one thousand now? Yeah, barely holding on to forty one, like forty one zero eight two or something. Yeah, they're approaching the forty thousand mark pretty quickly now. Mm -hmm. Action's thirty nine something. Lana's not holding up the boat there. Oh, Lana Lang. Lana Lang isn't doing well? What? What? Holly, what are you telling me? How can Lana Lang not, not be doing well? The beard's not helping either. The beard's not helping either. Neither no, is the no. pace of the book. And, you know, and people oh, are like, okay. people are like, horrible is the best thing that happened to Superman. I'm like, uh, yeah, you're alone in that boat. And, like, you know, Greg Peck, Greg Peck keeps, you know, I feel so sorry for him because 
And I don't tweet him nasty messages or anything. So, right. but, um, sometimes he's like, thank you for all your kind words about Horrible. And I'm like, there ain't nothing kind I want to say to you about Horrible. <laughs> Remember when he said, trust me? Yes. I, I think and I tumbled him. I think I tumbled him and I said, you know, I really don't want to um, see this sort of thing happening. And I really want Superman to be taken care of. And he's like, trust me. And I'm like, Ugh. Well, I mean, with this Batman-Superman issue, you know, uh, okay, I can trust him. Mm. But you only get one more issue. <laughs> see, you know, whether I'm being dangled by a thread or we're, we're actually going to do something with this. So, it'll be interesting. It, you know, like I said before, I don't know that they're this clever, but if they did, and this was the thing, when we were watching Smallville, we would gripe. We said, they don't know what they're doing, they don't know nothing, blah, 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 because we didn't like where the storyline was going. They made Clark a putz half the time, you know, and, and then, you know, they would pull something, a rabbit out of the hat. You know, it's like, oh, well, they really did know what they were doing. But, you know, there's a fine line to being tortured and just being, you know, killing your fan base. And right. that tightrope is, you know. It's, it's a, it, you know, it's a fine line that they're walking yeah. on. Right. And and he's he's sort of crossing into killing the fan base because nobody's really interested about Horrible and Lana. Right. People, people. I mean, sales numbers show it. Even with the variant covers and everything, yeah, the variant you know, covers aren't working. Even with all of that, people have to understand that some people go out and buy double covers. They buy the normal book, they buy the variant covers. Right. Right. I have been known to do that on occasion, but I don't do it every time. No, but when it's a it good, what the other cover is. Right. I know Fomance are people that buy all the covers. They buy the white cover that comes with nothing. They, come, they buy the... Yeah, they buy, you know, because they want to... And I get it from their perspective as a fan. They want to support it, so they go and spend all their money sure. on this book. Sure. Right? Because, I mean, if they came out with a Superman Lois Lane book, we'd probably do the same thing. Oh, yeah. Well, I bought five of the Lois Lane books. Exactly, right? Um, there was only one. After you... <laughs> and so, I mean, I'm looking for, for multiples of, of injustice because it's such a good story. I want to keep one preserved and I want the right. other one to feel and touch it, you know? Yeah, I did too. Um, I bought two. So, yeah, so... And a lot of people do that. And it's not something that's bad because you are going out there to support your book, which is what you're supposed to do, right? As a fan of something, you must support it. But he's walking the fine line between, you know, stringing us along and, and killing off the fan base. And I think, you know, I always go back and I say this, I think he has more freedom on Batman Superman. Right. Right, so that's why he gives us the little dangles there because well, it's 
I think hopefully he's building up to a payoff. Right, well, he has to build up to something because, I mean, Harvard is going nowhere. I don't see it impacting Clark's life in any way. Right, and it's meandering and meandering every month. Lana says the same damn thing. Oh, Clark can't get out of Smallville. Oh, 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 there's zombies. I mean, I'm about as scared as walking on the beach and enjoying the waves. I mean, come on. Yeah, no, Horrible is not scary. I've watched some pretty darn scary movies, you know, and right. um, and the oh, thing the is... monsters. Always monsters in action. Exactly, and the zombie things, they're not scaring me. No. And it, it's just, it's boring me, yes, because I can barely keep my, I mean... That show we did with action comics, we were yawning. We were like, oh, and then the mountain. <laughs> well, th- I mean, for that one moment where the zombie Kents were lying and Clark says, you're lies, lies, because they didn't, you know, they didn't feel that way about me. And I thought that was the only bright spot probably in a long time where you're actually seeing Clark has a strong will, you know who actually knew who his parents were and what they meant to him and, you know, actually knew his parents, you know, before, you know, well, they died when he was young. Well, we found out he was like 17, 18 years old. Hello? Wasn't like he was two. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, mean, they show Batman to know Martha and Thomas Wayne so well, but he only knew them up until the point when he was eight. Yeah. Right. And and so chronologically, you know, Superman has known his parents for nine to ten years more than Batman. Yeah, twice as long as Batman did. Exactly. So that doesn't make sense when you say, right. um, oh, he he was young. He didn't know his parents. Um, excuse me, but Action Comics number one, they say. When the boy reaches maturity. Now, in 1930s, maturity for a boy was 18. No, it was was younger than that. It was younger than, I'm just saying, 16 is when you were, like, considered, like, a man, right? You can go out and work and Right, a lot of kids work like like we're supporting a family at 14. Exactly, exactly, you know, um... If you watch historical movies and things about the wartime, a lot of children, a lot of boys have to go out and support um, their families. And when they came of a certain age, they had to go and fight the war. Right? So, excuse me, people who say, uh, you know, oh, he's not mature at 18. But Clark Kent of Action Comics Number one, 1938, was mature enough at 18. Okay, what got me was, okay, Clark supposedly was in his mid-20s in Superman number one, okay? He'd been in Metropolis for five years, right? Right. If he went to college, he would have been 22, he would have been 27. 
But if he didn't go to college, it'd be 20 to 27, whatever. Dell says, well, you know, he's still young. He's not mature yet. I was like, 27, 25, 27 years old, and he's not mature yet? Was, was he still not weaned off his mommy's booby? What? I mean, come on. I said, hey, man, I had a family when I was 23. I had a kid. They said, well, you know, it's not like the old days. I'm like, bullshit. No, rubbish. Rubbish. Not everybody's a celebrity having their babies in their 40s. You know, I'm sorry. Some of us had our babies younger. No, No, that's that's complete nonsense because my sister had her baby when she was young. She was 20. She started family at 25. So, you know, that's not like. Right. Yeah, that's, that's, so, that's you know, that's undercost so, maturity level. So Well yeah, and here's the thing. He's freaking Superman. He has superpowers. Exactly. He has to develop certain emotional and psychological things in order to be Superman, which means he has to have some kind of self control and maturity. Hello? But Lobdell's like, Well, you know, he's still a wild kid, you know, he's twenty five, twenty seven, you know. He's still a kid. I'm like, Are you freaking kidding me? In whose world? Of course, he's an idiot, so. Yeah, no, we shouldn't listen to Scott Lobdell because he's an idiot, but he he is basically the voice of what editorial wants. Yeah. So that's the scary thing. They They think that, you know, Clark Kent is immature, and um, I don't know if that's that's the case now. I think they're leaning right. towards, you know, people are are tired of because we haven't seen douchebags with men, thank goodness, in a while. Well, listening to Lois enjoying her pep topic and then going to Smallville and uh, no, no, I mean, I mean like. I mean, like, like, like Justice League one, where he says, "So what can you do?" And you know, where where he lasers people's iPads, and right. you know, where you know where he he sits in and where he picks Lois up by the scuff of her neck, and yeah. that sort of thing. You know, we haven't seen that level of douchebags with men in a while. Right. So. Right. He's he's, well, he's gotten a bit better, not where we want him, right? But but better, not where we need him to be. Exactly where we need him to be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and obviously that whole thing with the Didio says, "As goes Superman, so goes the rest of the book." Hello, how's it going for you right now, there, Dano? <laughs> Dan DeDio is too busy posting on his Facebook his massive hit list. Um, well, his memoirs of, uh, oh, I didn't quite remember that the same way, but by golly, he wanted to show us that he wanted to kill the Superman marriage back in Infinite Crisis. Right. It says kill Superman marriage. Not, you know, I mean, can we use a different and then, word, please? And then, and then the yeah, not you know reboot or um, yeah. divorce Superman or anything you know I can't like that. Divorce Superman, that's like a total no-no. I mean, even the most ignorant people know that. 
Right, but but I'm saying a better word than kill. You know, yeah. like this marriage was was poison to Superman. Right. Um, and then after that, they have Wonder Woman killing Kal L with an L. Yeah, Golden Age Superman. Golden oh, Age I'm Superman. Oh, I'm sure that like, would improve Wonder Woman and Superman's relationship. You killed yeah, I, my counterpart in from Earth too. Oh well. I killed Maxwell. They made her kill Maxwell Lord. Is that what they did? Or no, she killed Maxwell Lord before that, right? When was Infinite yes, Crisis? Be, no, she killed Maxwell Lord before that because it's right. one of the things that um, Golden Age Wonder Woman brings up when she meets her. She's like, um, you know, the whole thing about uh, Infinite Crisis was that the Golden Age of superheroes come back and they say, yo, young'uns, you know, you're, you're getting a bit dark, dark there. You're evil, you're, yeah. Yeah, you know, Wonder Woman, you, you don't go and kill people. Um, and so her counterpart, Golden Age Wonder Woman, comes in her invisible jet and she says, well, maybe you shouldn't have killed Maxwell Lord, you know. Right. And and the whole thing is, is about them learning from the previous generation and... Um, you know, writing their ways, sort of thing. Well, because it, it, it did get, it didn't didn't work because we went back to dark. Right, and we went darker still. I mean, that interview with Gail Simone when she says, you know, she started dark, dark, darkness, you know, and it's we are all are tired of it, you know. But and Every time you know, I have to applaud Gail. Yeah. Yeah. I have to applaud Gail for that because she she called out a lot of the stuff that and fans talk to her because they know she, she gets it right yeah. and she listens and um you know and that's the whole thing it's you know it's funny when she said you know there was fifty percent girls and fifty percent boys and the one guy saying I don't know where all the girls are. She's like right in front of you. Blind as a bat. And um <laughs> and um, you know, where she says it just went darker and darker and darker and darker and and she was tired of it. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, I was I was following that girl for a while up until the time where it went so dark, you know, it just glummed my day to right. read Batgirl. Right. And and so, you know, I mean, they, they had, like, completely and utterly, uh, you know, not important to the plot line, violence. Right. And so, you know, I get her, I get her from, you know, it... Because when you read her other books now, I mean, like Red Sonia and stuff, mm-hmm. I've been, you know, when, when people, like, post and stuff, I look at it, and it's, it's funny. Thing is, right. it's got, and that's her, and that's her style. Is, and, you know, right. what I love, what I love the most about that interview. It humor in it, and it needs it, comic relief. Every comic, I don't care how dark and gritty it is, it still needs comic relief, or else it's totally unbalanced and it's boring. Right, right. And what I loved most about her interview was she talked about how the relationships 
in a comic make it more popular. Yeah, yeah. Where, where she, you know, she called out, and I've read her entire uh, Birds of Prey run. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is, you know, it's it's less about the mission, it's more about the people. Right. And, I mean, if you look at any good story today, right, if you look at TV, if you look at anything, it's about the relationships and how that mingles into the main storyline. Right. And that's what we've lost in, in the New 52. There is no relationships because, and I'm not just talking about romantic relationships, I'm talking about friendships, I'm talking about uh, parents, I'm talking about uh, you know brothers, sisters, there's none of that. There's, right. no, there's no relationships, there's no friendships. I mean, Batman and Superman are barely friends. Right? This is... This is the first, like, arc I've seen them where they're good friends. You know, they're hitting off each right. other. Right, And, um, you know, there's, there's, I can't think of a single brother and sister type relationship. You know, we used to get that with um, Dick Grayson and Donna Troy. We used to get that with um, Superman and Supergirl. And there's there's none now. Right. Um, there's hardly any romantic relationships. I mean, if there are, there's a, a few. There's, there's like maybe three or four I can think of. Right. From from everybody. You know, and and she's right. She's right. That that relationships are the cornerstone of making a good comic. And she wrote right. Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey she wrote for 52, 53 issues. Mm-hmm. That's a long run. That's a long run for a female-centric comic. Right. And it, it, it wasn't just, you know, skimming with its numbers. It was doing well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and then the only reason that, that it stopped was or that she stopped writing it was because the reboot came about. Yeah. You know, so then they moved her from Birds of Prey to Batgirl. Right. Yeah. I, you know, they rebooted, but... It's like when they rebooted... It's like when they rebooted, they booted everything out. They like kicked, dropped the boot down and kicked everything that matters out. And they gave us this hollow shell right. of what it was. No hard and Just battle, battle, battle. Yeah, and it, it gets boring after yeah. 12 issues, you know. Yes, it, it, right. it's good. It's good for for the initial thing. You know, people are excited. They're coming out to the bang. The Justice League is going to face off against Darkseid. But then it's boring after you know. Every single time they're fighting some big baddie, and there's no consequences. There's no um, learning experiences. Right. They don't learn from. From the previous battle, well, right. and Superman I mean, apparently didn't learn any kind of fighting style for five years. 
You know, because right. needed, you know. Women, when do women to train him? Really? Didn't Superman pre-52 learn the ancient uh, Kryptonian yeah. art of martial arts? And it apparently yeah, was, yeah. it was like, when, 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 yeah, when, when he showed Batman, he, he, yeah, when, when, when he showed Batman his style, Batman said it incorporates, you know, so many sort of modern Asian styles of, uh, or ancient right. Asian, not modern Asian you know, styles of fighting, it's like all of his training combined into one fighting style. Right. So so the man was, you know, trained people. He didn't just he doesn't just punch things. Right. I know. But, you know, he can't do anything but be the muscle. Yeah. Diana, Diana, where do you want me? Where should I be? Die, Diana! I'm stupid one. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I mean, that whole Rod and Fiora fight was just useless. I know it was. It was definitely. Oh, he's mine. Oh gosh, has he got problems? Yeah, we. Oh, that's we not, love. That's ownership. Three. Yeah, we we caught on from then that. Um, She's not all right up there in the ticker, you know. Right. Well, it'd be nice to have someone after the last battle. Problem with you people, you battle all the time. When are you going to know it's the last one? I'm sure right. it's not <laughs> a war. She can cook up another one. Right, because traditionally, God of War is supposed to live off war. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> yeah, well, and I guess it begs the question, why did they make Diana God of War? They really haven't done anything with that other than make her... But she was nutso before. I mean, she was like, let's fight in Justice League. I mean, the first year. <laughs> I was like, and we, what? Yeah, we don't even joke. That's the actual quote. She's like, swings her sword and she's like, well, you know, there's only one way to deal with these people, and, you know, she starts cutting people in half, parademons, not people. And it's, worse, and, it's, and it's worse in the Justice League war movie. She, like, doesn't have any dialogue. Yeah. I was like, oh, the only dialogue she had in the one book was, let's fight! And I was like, are you kidding me? And then... Her and Superman start dating. We know it's because of the scintillating conversation, obviously. Oh. You're strong. strong. I know. I know. (laughs) Gosh, Clark ain't got no game there, I'm telling you. And, you know, he's a journalist. Words are supposed to be part of his tools. But no. You're strong. Oh, check a woman's spoon. Oh, yeah. And then when he describes the flower, remind me of you, a little strange. I'm like, strange, Clark, you say that to your girlfriend. I, jeez, I don't know. I, well, I mean, if they do pull a rabbit out of their hat and it's a huge-ass big bunny, 
then more power to them. <laughs> Let's get it on. We're ready for Clark and Lois, the Daily Planet, and all that that bestows upon them. Metropolis. Can we get back to Metropolis, other than tr- Metropolis being a freaking battlefield? Right. People are talking. You know, people talk about Man of Steel and some of the damage. Uh, the comics have Metropolis, you know, being whooshed away by a tidal wave. There's dark side. There's there's everything. So giant dragon. Uh, people going crazy in the streets because they're psychotic. Uh, uh Doomsday. Uh, Brainiac. Yeah. Uh, Hector yeah. Hammond. You know, and all uh, we hear is Gotham is another character in the Batman story. Metropolis is just, what, a fluke? (laughs) Because it's barely mentioned, and if it is, it's a battlefield somewhere in Metropolis. It's like, there's more going on in Metropolis than that. And Clark should be reporting on it, but no, he can't because he's dating Wonder Woman. Right, and she doesn't understand it when he's typing. Hmm? I'm such an old typewriter. What makes a difference what he uses? Right, you know, a laptop isn't as any faster than a, than a typewriter. People, people, you know, broke a story with a typewriter in the olden days, so... Doesn't yeah, they type 100 uh, words a minute. I mean, Superman was always noted for typing a little faster than that on a manual typewriter. So what makes the difference? And she's like, why are you using that old thing? Why aren't you using your keyboard? Well, if she had read any pre-52 comics, she would know that Clark would often break them. <laughs> so... Oh, Batman gave it to me. It was a, it was Ernest Hemingway's. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. And she's like, ah. Did she even know who <laughs> Ernest Hemingway was? Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> for whom the toll bell tolls. It tolls for thee, baby. So she probably thinks that album by Metallica. She's not sure where that title came from. She probably doesn't even know who Metallica is. <laughs> I love how he how he makes Wonder Woman. And the thing is, you know, people, we're not mean to Wonder Woman. It's how the books present her. We just point which, out what they do. Exactly. We're just, we're just showing you um, <laughs> what the books make Wonder Woman out to be. Mm-hmm. And it's a, um, you know, they should just, like dye her hair blonde and put dundun on her forehead and because they might as well make you know, Cat Grant Wonder Woman at this point. True, true. At least Cat Grant only took three issues to find a flash drive. Wonder Woman's still figuring out that you know uh, this relationship you're in doesn't work. Why don't you just start dating Steve again, honey? Yeah, you know. Yeah, well, that's just it. We're all waiting for Clark and Diana to go, yo, this ain't working. I don't care on what level it's supposed to be working. I need to get back to what I really need. Right, and it's like, well, why wouldn't they want to be happy? Right. 
you know, and Diana was clearly happy with Steve Trevor because, again, you know, some of the art that you see, I think it was, um, okay, for example, Secret Origins, right, when she carries Steve Trevor and he's like, I'm being rescued by a woman, and she's like, so you're from man's world, you know, that's chemistry well, right there on the page, hmm? Yeah, the best part of Justice League, the first six issues, was the Trevor and Diana relationship. And then 6 through 12, hello, Steve Trevor saved her butt. And she was going to kill David Graves because he had kidnapped Steve. Right, they left that out of the movie. Yeah, they did. They left a lot of stuff out of the movie. But they put other stuff in. They had Steve in the movie, but he was just like Mr. Exposition Man, just like he was in Justice League 38. Oh, Steve, cue card. Here's the exposition. Like, dude, just because you knocked him him unconscious for I don't know how many issues, at least you can just give the guy something to do. Right, and he's Steve Trevor. He he can do anything. Yeah. Yeah, really, because he has. I Exactly. If you in six issues of of that Forever Evil August thing, yeah. um he was more of a hero than Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern oh, yeah. combined. Yeah. And he, I still I still grimace at the fact that Batman took his glory. I was like, Jeff, you had Sterling writing for six issues, and then you just knock him out. What? I thought Steve Trevor was his guy. Apparently not. Or else they're saving him for something later. I mean, do they keep screwing up John's big arcs to... You know, oh, well, well, you can't do it just yet because, you know, we got to get this done. And, like, he's like, oh, my God. Well, I mean, you know, well, we've got if... Earth 3 people in prison. We've got David Graves in prison. We've got, you know, it's like every one of his arcs has some kind of huge giant rope that tugboats use dangling around. I don't understand. Well, well, even if you notice um, Jeff Johns' tweet, he's more excited about Flash, about, um, you know, all the, for Supergirl. Um, oh, by the way, Supergirl is getting, I think, a pilot and then oh, yeah. maybe a series. They cast so, um, the, a girl from Glee. Yeah, oh, I watch Glee. I know who she is. Um, I was kind of like, what? Because originally the the front runner that they were that they were talking about, who was from the Vampire Diaries, which is another CW show, um, she's a fantastic. She would have been a fantastic Kara. Mm-hmm. I would have been like, I was like all over that. I was like, yes, yes, cast her. You know, mm-hmm. um. This girl from Glee, apparently she's a very good actress. I haven't watched Whiplash 
from whatever I've seen in Glee, she's a very um, soft-spoken type of type of you know plain Jane type of girl. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how she's gonna bring the Supergirl into it. Um, but you know, I, I, so far these people have not cast a person wrong. Right. I mean, if you look at Flash. That Hulk cast is perfect. I mean, I would not change a single person on that cast. Um, you know, you look at Arrow, you look at Gotham. I mean, you know, whoever they, where they found that guy that plays Penguin, mm-hmm. it's like, where did you find? Wow, this casting director needs a bonus, <laughs> and. Um, so yeah, you know, I I I have faith in the TV programs more than I have in comics. So yeah, we'll have to see what yeah, but, happens. But yeah, but like I was saying, Jeff Johns is more excited about his TV shows than he is about his right. comics. Right. He's definitely not excited about Superman. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't think I, mean, I don't. I don't think he's ever tweeted anything about Superman. Well, he did when, you know, he was like, um, we're going to have big changes and, you know, Lois' birthday. And then, well, and early on he says, you know, he gave us the whole thing about what, super, who's, what is Superman without Lois Lane. Okay, so far they haven't been able to breathe the same airspace. Um, yeah, he was you, know, like, I, you can't have Superman without Lois Lane. Right. So... Which is true, which is true. I totally agree with that. But right. he hasn't lived up to his um, tweets, so. Right. And then he announces at New York Comic Con that in 40, Lois is going to have a birthday party. Well, then they replace that with John Romita Jr.'s story before Convergence. And, you know, oh, three big things happen in January. Well, then they move the, the book back to February 4th. Apparently he right, has no so, pull. <laughs> Apparently not. What? I really don't understand. Right, and the guy is writing, I think, the, the second most successful book. So you'd think he'd have some type of pull. No, but yeah. they keep, you know, they keep shanghaiing his 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 arcs and his his big things like Trinity War and people are like did it happen yet? He's like forever evil. People are like did we miss it? <laughs> so Lex on the Justice League. Wake me up. Yeah, that we didn't that we didn't miss. That that we didn't miss. <laughs> hmm. I just don't know. But hopefully they pull a rabbit out of their hat and or something out of their butt and save us all from this endless ministry we've been through for the last three and a half years. Right, because we need a rabbit and a whole flock of doves to be pulled yeah. out of the hat. Yep. You can you can bring the bunch of flowers and the 
never-ending stream of thank you shows while you at it. Hmm. So hopefully there's going to be a payoff in Horrorville. They better hurry because they only got March and April to, or February and March to get it done. And the same thing with Superman. Uh, now we're supposed to get two Superman issues in the month of February, which is a very short month. And and then, you know, John Romita's story in March. So, yeah, they better be doing some hurrying up here. We have two more issues of Batman Superman before Convergence. I don't know. I mean, order numbers weren't that great this time either. Mm-mm. December wasn't wasn't good for Superman. No. And Wonder Woman, you know, everybody bought David Finch's first book. Apparently he has a big fan base. But, um, and it went up 64%, and now it's down... Another 23%. So it'll be down back to its normal numbers probably in a couple months. They're going to have to do something with the Wonder Woman book. I mean, it's, you know. Oh, she's got so many responsibilities, but she doesn't handle any of them. To be quite honest, to be quite honest, like I said at the beginning of this year, I don't have the patience or, (laughs) you know, I don't have... I don't have the the care left for for Wonder Woman, right? Because I mean, they it clearly this is what they want to do to her. So why should I care? Right. Right. I know it leaks into their representation of women, right? Right. But yeah, I I'm like let let Wonder Woman, you know, suck. Let them see that this this romance you know, is killing her and Superman. Right. So, yeah, I'm like, let it fail. (laughs) Let it fall, let it fall, let it fall. Yep. So we have to wait another, uh, what, 10 days before we can see what Jeff Johns had in mind. Mm. And it's supposed to be an extra size issue. Yeah, we'll see. It's like, okay, if it's going to be such a big issue. Now, did they expand that issue after the after the slit first came out? I think so, because the solicits originally had, it was just normal. Right. Right, and then now it's been expanded, so. Do you think maybe Lois is still going to have her birthday party, just not in 40? Um, I'm hoping. I'm yeah. hoping so. Yeah. Um, because the next one, well, I don't know if the solicits are still correct, because the next one says that he's going to reveal his secret to somebody. We all think it's Jimmy. Um, so hopefully they they put Lois's birthday in there. That would be a nice surprise. Yeah, it would be. Be something nice, you know, for the fans. But the since when did would they, should they start doing that? Yeah, but they don't. I was just gonna say that they don't give us nice things, so I, I wouldn't right. start expecting 
Yeah, you know, I wouldn't expect them to say, surprise, he's lost my birthday, two months early. Or one month, you know. Yeah. Even though her birthday's really in August. Yeah, but, I mean, they don't even know that her middle name is Joanne. So. Well, the Didio didn't know. I doubt if Jim Lee knows. He probably doesn't either. I doubt Jim Lee cares. Yeah, I don't think so either. He didn't create her, so. And she's not a super. What's she doing in the books? Yeah. That whole super should be with super crap. Such a sweet thing to say to fans. Well, they're doing it for the new audience. Uh, where's? Let me know when that shows up. Yeah, the new audience, um, they left. Yeah, I mean, I can't, you know, I can't. I'll, Kimmy's going to come on tomorrow because we're going to talk about Batman and Superman. But I can't even get him to even care about comics anymore. I mean, you know, so what am I supposed to do? You know, well, you can't you can't do DC's job for them. So no, no, and I don't blame them. I mean, you know, because this show we take a different angle on it usually than just straight review. You know, we usually see how it ties into something else or you know what they could be doing right. and that kind of thing. But just doing the straight review show, it's hard because people are like, I, I could care about comics. They're not giving me what I want. Why should I you know, do a show? I mean, Kimmy didn't even do action. Right. You know, and she's a big Greg Pack fan, but she's like, well, let's do it. And and Kimmy has, and Kimmy, you know, she has a, a bigger tolerance than you and me for for dark, horror-ish stories. So she's not buying it then, yeah. Well, and, you know, Chris loves horror. That's one of her things she loves, but you can't get into these comics. She said, then put Lois in the book. That's when I'll buy it. But, you know, till then, forget it. I don't even care. I mean, is that the kind of, you know, enthusiasm DC wants to, care, you know, put out there for their fans? Or, well, of course, we're females, so we, you know. Then they have the audacity to say, oh, well, we have a lot more females reading our books. Really? When did you realize that? <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I, I love the way he still says, oh, the market's changing. Yeah, it changed, dude. You just didn't want to realize it. Or oh, they realized it and didn't want to admit it. Yeah, that. That, too. I mean, and, um, well, our fan base is 14 to 34-year-old males. Really? I'm not one of those. Yeah, but we're the ones staying loyal to them. Fourteen today, four-year-old males ran away. They're like, we ain't buying this. Yeah, our audience is changing, and we're changing with our audience. But we're giving eighteen million dollars to a website to make videos because they have a fourteen to thirty-four-year-old male fan base. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're really changing. Eighteen and- million dollars. And, oh, let's not forget, 
now Dan DiDio came up with his Convergence interview, he's like, oh, we want to bring all the generations of fans back. I'm like, yeah. They kicked us out. In the first place. No, they, they didn't push us. Don't that, That's gentle. They kicked us out. They said, get your things and move. And, <laughs> you know. We don't want you. Yeah, we don't want you was the message. When when they rebooted the new, for the new 52, they said, we're taking all the things you hold dear to your heart. Here it is. They bundled it up, and then they took it, they threw it onto the floor, they stomped on it, and then they set it alight. So there's all the things you love. It's gone up in flames. Now they're saying, oh, you guys, you guys here, the older generation, and we're like, yeah, what do you want, DC? It's like, we're giving you convergence, and where the sex we go like, oh, Look what I lost! I'm having a baby. We're coming back, Disney. We're coming back. You know, it's just dumb. You know, you don't kick people to the curb and say, "Hey, forget it. We don't want you anymore. We want new readers." And then they find out 98% of the their fan base is loyal readers, but they still crank out every time they do an interview. We want new readers. We want new readers. I'm like, dudes, you are kicking yourself in the butt. You know, excuse me, but why don't you just say thank you to the people who remain loyal to you? But no, oh, well, we we appreciate loyal readers too. Damn right, we're 98%. Hello. You better, or you don't have a paycheck. Mm-hmm. So they better pull a rabbit out of the hat. They better get Clark out of the shower. They better, you know, <laughs> do something because this is this just can't go on this way. People don't want to be depressed. It's depressing enough. Reality is depressing enough. Yeah, that's you know? what we keep saying. We, you, you know, I'm here. You know, that's what we keep saying, that um, we live in a very sad and depressing world. So we need something, you know, that's going to lift our spirits and say, yeah, you know, this is what the human world can be. You know, the life equation said it's the will of all beings on the earth. Okay, if we see that Superman doesn't have a strong will, then how in the heck are we going to be inspired to have one in the face of our problems? Right. You know, it's not like, you know, we want sugar candy-coated, you know, lollipops, rainbows, unicorn stories. But we would like to see Clark with a strong will that he's always had and See how he handles his problems and inspire us to go, hey, I could do that too. What what am I thinking? You know, or I could just, you know, change my mind, make a decision about this thing and go with it, just like Clark did, you know. But no, they don't give us that. They give us, oh, here's Wonder Woman. They're dating now. Mm Mm-hmm. And she's, you know, I don't understand why you want to be Clark Kent. Can I go snog in public again? I want to kill monsters. 
Okay. And Crockett's and like, I'm holding the bitch up. I need somebody to help me. I can't do everything, Diana. I'm going to go kill the monster. Oh, I have to deal with Cersei now. Just shut up. <laughs> Don't make me destroy between you and them, Diana. Because guess what, Diana? You'll lose every time. And Lois knows that. I don't think Wonder Woman understands that. I think Lois knew that if it came between saving her and saving the world and, you know, he would choose the world. Because that's what he thinks he's here to to do. Yes, he would love to save Lois. She has no doubt that he would. But if it came between... You know, saving the world or saving Lois, he would save the world. And she would expect him to. Exactly. I was just going to say that I think Lois is the type of person that is selfless. I mean, we saw this in in this Batman-Superman issue. Right. Right. That's the one thing I think we forgot to mention is the trust that Lois has in Superman. Right. She knew that he would come. Exactly. And And trust is also based off, you know, trust is, the foundation to a great love. Well, and she has faith in him too. She, she knows he'll oh, be Clark. Trust, trust and faith. Trust and faith. Well, and Batman yeah, knew too. Batman knew well, he, he has the real trust and faith versus the um, phony baloney faith. crap you got on the bridge. <laughs> exactly. So you know, we have again two contrasts to. To a true trust and a fake trust and yeah. faith. Right. Yeah, I. Mm. <laughs> yeah, we we just make noises now at the four man. We're like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like okay. Yeah, I can see it's not working. Can we end it now? Do the phone answers actually believe it's working? Oh, definitely. Yeah, they think they think trust and faith on that bridge is is uh, is you know they don't. That's what I keep saying, right? I I, I had this experience with with the trust and faith thing, mm-hmm. where that's all they read. They didn't read blow where Superman says, "But a little doubt goes a long way." Right. Right. They they just skip that part and it's like I keep saying it's with them it's selective reading whereas we read everything we take into context every book you know if we find out Superman's appearing in Lobo we read that book we find out what is going on right right with, with them it's just a controlled environment in the foreman's book Right, and even then, to you know, with Tomasi especially, because he's bringing all these issues out. Right. Right. They're just like, oh well, trust and faith. See, they trust each other. They have faith in each other. Because it says so there on the page in print. Exactly. You know, so it 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 for them it's it's hard and fast. They don't take into context. In, into context, what's happening in the situation, right? And so they they 
blindly believe that this is um, like the best thing that has ever happened to print media. You know, this is how the best they? love I mean, story. How can I they? Know. They are getting so shortchanged. That's what I. That's what I would think. But I think they just want to see it. Um, be a thing, no matter how bad it is. Right. They just want to brag that, oh, we have a Superman Wonder Woman book. Right. Our our ship is the one that DC is favoring, not yours. Right. And I, I, and I think it comes down to, again, more than a uh, love of their ship, it's a hate for Lois Lane. Oh, yeah. It always was built on that. Yes, and and that's what I think it is. It's it's not a love for their ship. They they don't give a damn. They don't care. Right? The the right. main bloggers the main bloggers of the formants, the main people that, you know, have all these big number of followers and stuff, they always say, Well, don't don't get you know, don't get your knickers in a knot because it's not real. And yet they go on and on and on and on and on about they're not real. Right. And but then they say, just remember we have the book. Clovis doesn't. They say that. I'll, they they say that. Do they? It's, yeah. I I mean I would I will I'll go and find you some stuff and I'll and I'll screen cap it for you. Um, but I don't want to ruin your day, right? I go and I read. I'll stuff probably laugh. I, I would be like, oh, those poor sick people. And the thing is, the thing is, for them, the victory is that Clovis isn't a thing. That Superman uh, isn't with Lois Lane. That's the victory. Uh, mm. They don't because they don't mind Lana, right? Because Lana Lang is a lot like like Wonder Woman, in the fact that she's right. very selfish, she's very self-centered. You know, she only but gets one half too, of she him. Can't compare either. Exactly. Right. And so they don't mind Lana Lang, right? Because that whole, um, you remember when they went to Subterranea and they said, well, Lana and Clark are a mated couple, right? Yeah. They don't mind all that. They just, they just hate it when it's Lois taking the, right. uh, the position of the woman in his life. Right, because she's real competition. Well, actually, well, she's not. She is the one. Listen, listen. If 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 there was going to be a competition, right. there would be no competition because yeah, who does Lois who does Lois have to compete with? One woman and Lana Lang, please. Yeah, really, please. Um, you know, it it is no competition. Lois is right. the winner all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. So it will always Even be it, Lois. Even in the great stories that chronicle the foemans for them, you know, Kingdom Come, Red Sun, whatever, it's always Lois that he's attracted yeah. to. Yeah. Right? I mean, in Red Sun, he can identify that she's wearing Chanel number no. 5, how right. tall she is, and he's listening to her heart, and he's X-raying her, and he's checking her out. Okay. And he calls well, Wonder Woman. And he calls one of one of the guys. 
Well, and also in Red Sun, he talks about how in the future people will write all these huge romantic stories about him and Lois. Right. Right, Red Sun is a very confusing story because it's um, like at the end it goes back to him sending you know, the rocket back and and things. So it's a very confusing story towards the end. I don't understand Red Sun at all. I don't like it. I don't think it's one of the I don't think it's one of the great Superman stories. I don't recommend it to anybody. I don't own it. You know, um I don't either. I yeah. I'm like you know, the concept was interesting, which is what got me to read the comic, and then I was, and then I read it, and I'm like, eh? what is this nonsense? You might as well ring, read True Brit if you're going to do that. And I could do that. And then, you know, Kingdom Come, they, you know, yes, yeah, Superman has children with Wonder Woman. They have like a zillion children. But the thing is, why does he pick her? at the end. It's not the for love. It, exactly. It's not for love. His, his one true love is Lois in Kingdom Come. He chooses her for, for a lack of a better word, from, you know, mating, for continuing his line. That's all that he, he picks her for. Mm. It's, you oh, know, Batman like, helps too. Yeah, Batman in his Darth Vader suit. Yeah. And but yeah, you know, even Kingdom Come, he's he's still clinging on to Lois in Kingdom Come. Yeah. He's like he's like, you know, and and it's it's subtle, but we get it. They don't get it because they don't know the close references. When he says, "I want something like beef bourguignon," we know. Yeah. B B W K. Okay. So, yeah. And I keep saying it, but to them, to them, the victory is just not having Lois Lane be in the stories, be important to Superman, that sort of thing. So, they don't care. They don't care. They don't care about Superman and Wonder Woman. They don't. No, they don't. They care about Lois Lane not winning. Yeah. Well, and then when Jeff John says there is no Superman without Lois Lane, what do they think of that? Oh, they just ignore all that. They're like, oh, but Jeff John said that, you know, and then people say, um, you know, Jeff John always said when this ends, it's going to end badly. Yeah. And then... And then they're like, oh, but then he also said that people go apart and then they can come together. And I'm like, yeah, what about, you know, it's called friendship. (laughs) And, you know, because you can't write Superman and Wonder Woman feuding over something like this. Eventually, if they're going to break up and it's going to be bad, like Jeff John says, when they eventually get over it, they're going to be friends. Right. 
Well, we already know that they broke up because in, in the Wonder Woman and the Fomance, uh Future's End, they had to get a Superman from the past who even gave a crap about her. Right, and and uh, they didn't acknowledge that it's Superman from the past. I was reading. No, I was reading. Uh, like I don't know why I do this. Maybe now that I I have my school books, I'll pay less attention to the formats. But um, I read these blogs to see to try and understand the formats, right? Right, right. And because for the love of me, I can't understand it. Right. So, you know, they say that, so when I wanted to know what they think that within a couple of months to a year, we know that this is going to, if if future's end, if that timeline is going to stay constant, right, um, that, and what I love about also was the future's end interview where they said it's not an else world. Right. This has an impact. Uh, there was an interview with Dan Jurgens and um, right. Keith, Keith, Giffen. Keith Giffen, right? And that was a direct hit at the formants and what Charles Soule said. Right. Because he said, I'm writing it like an else world, and it's not an else world. No. It may not be a constant future because the future can change depending on actions that are taken, but it does have consequences. They're not writing the book. Well, Future's End does. Right. And that's what I mean. Future's End has a a consequence to the current timeline. These people think that it it, it doesn't exist. They think that that it's uh, Superman with like a new suit, you know, and they're still together or whatever, and they try and logic it out like, it's an else world, and it's not. No, it's not. And and the weird thing is, Wonder Woman's hardly in it. Yes, and and you wonder why. I well, think you know. I think I think between the big three, Batman, Wonder Woman, and Superman, something happens, and it's probably because. This is the, the the route that they're taking. It's probably going to be Diana's fault, and Superman oh, yeah. sacrifices his his what? His um. I thought I thought you. I thought I lost you there for a second. No. Um, and Superman sacrifices his his life basically, and his you know because Billy Batson keeps going back to what a great sacrifice Superman made. So he right. probably sacrifices his his symbol, his his uh, life as Superman, mm-hmm. to rectify whatever wrongs Batman and Wonder Woman must have done. Well, I look at it this way: the reason they're not writing Wonder Woman that much is because they would. We're talking Dan Jurgens, Brian Azzarello, uh, Keith Giffen, and Jeff Lemire. They would write her better. Than she's ever been written. I mean, Brian would right. okay. Brian Brian wrote her brilliantly, but you know, features in Wonder Woman. If she got written, it would be a hell of a lot better than what the Finches are doing. Mhm. So they can't have that. 
So that's probably why she's not so much in Future's End. You see her, but she she doesn't have that much of an impact. Mostly Batman. I don't think she has, you know, I keep going back to, I don't think, um, you know, I keep saying that the world and the multiverse and all the Earths rest on the shoulders of Lois and Superman. Right. Every crisis is about them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Exactly. So I don't think Wonder Woman. No offense to Wonder Woman fans and to Wonder Woman herself. I don't think she's important to the whole plot line. So. No. No, and I think Future's End. They'll tie up all the other stories, but I think the Clark and Lois, Clark and or Lois one, uh, their stories will tie into whatever happens after Convergence. I don't think right. it's going to have a nice, neat little bow like it does, you know, the rest of them. And, and World's End, I mean, they've already killed Clark off. What are they going to do with Lois? Well, obviously she lives. Well, we know she lives because we've seen yeah. Future's End, so... Does Thomas Thomas doesn't live, right? No, well, he's pumping Merakuru into his veins, so, you know, he's like... Have you oh, seen him in the... Yeah, have you seen what he looks like in the last one? He's like, like, hey, hey. So. Yeah. Um, I, I think his, I think his heart will will time out with all the with all the drugs that he's taking. Right. We know that um, Helena dies, and but Carol lives. Right. Does Val survive? No. Okay. So that's why I think he makes a sacrifice when he... That's why I think he's sort of, like, you know, a hidden... Like how you said, what's, what Cyborg is, he's that to the Earth, two people. He's like a right, hidden... Right, right. A hidden pawn being used by Cherry Sloan. Well, do you suppose that Clark kills Val? Which Clark? Five years in the future, Clark. He killed him during the Earth Two War. No, well, well, Val was never in that ship that was coming to Earth. Oh, okay. Because in in that main ship there was I the thought he was. I don't, I don't, I don't remember him. We know Kara was. We know Hawker was. Jay Garrick, or no? Yeah, Jay Garrick is still alive, right? Or no? No. Um, who was, was flying? Well, we know uh, Barda, Fury, Mr. Miracle. Mr. Miracle, that, that's the guy who was flying the ship with Lois. No, that's right. Again. Right. And we know that Mr. Terrific survived. Right. So I think Val will make a sacrifice much like Clark because you know, and we know Jimmy doesn't survive because we don't see Jimmy. So. Right. We know Aqua Woman survives. We haven't seen yeah. her much, but we know she survives. Yay! Yeah. Hmm. Okay, I think we're going to probably have to get off here pretty soon. Yes, yes. And so all we, we have is the weekly this coming Wednesday. Yeah. Mm. I, 
don't know if we'll do a show then. Oh, we have yeah. multiversity, so we might we might talk about that. Well, that's true. We'll to, if it's that's, interesting. That's yeah. I mean, if Get we find like an, yeah, if if one of the Earths has like Superman is married to Lois Lane and he's got like chunks, then we will come on and we will talk about that Earth. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. the the eight bullet logo world is nothing like I thought it would be. No, <laughs> I thought it would be the bullet logo, but it's it's like um, totally different. Yeah, I like the I like the one world that they did preview. I think it's Earth Nine, where Superman is human. Mm. I was like, I was like, that's a twist. Yeah, that's a different. Yeah. And uh oh Earth Zero is the foundation of the multiverse. We're all doomed. Yeah. Um so I guess we may or may not have a show, depends. Oh mm-hmm. what's happening in the weeklies? And since Clark's dead in World's End and they may not feature either Clark or Lois in Future's End, so we may not have a show next week. If Superman mm. had been printed on time, then yes, but no. <laughs> uh. So remember to exert your will and stay away from <laughs> the dark side. Yes. Don't go towards the dark side. No. No loneliness. No fear. Right. So, um, I'm going to say goodnight. Thank you, Tudge, for... Uh, Not a problem. Thank you for always having me. The, thero, the theories and stuff, and let's see what else we can come up with this week. <laughs> yes. We'll take another woof at our, at our crazy gas, and we'll see. Well, we'll see, you know. I mean... I'm not. I'm not expecting it. I've learned not to expect anything from these people. They're dark side for heaven's sake. Uh, but if they do manage to turn things around, I think they're going to do it really quickly. They're going to have to. Mhm. I mean, it's not going to be full blown, but they're going to, you know, they're going to do a right turn, and all of a sudden, bam! Oh, okay, we're going down this road. This is fine. So, yeah. We'll have to see how that goes. Yeah, they, they they definitely won't be traveling on Jeff Johns' mode of transportation. <laughs> no. So we may not be back next week, but we probably will definitely be back the week after if Jeff Johns gets his book published on the fourth. Mm, because so. we'll have we'll have Superman in action. Yes. Right? Oh, that'll be funny. Which snail is going to win first? <laughs> Come on, move. Okay, so that's our show for tonight. And everybody have a great week or two weeks or whatever. And we'll see you online. And thanks, Tej. Thank you. Good night. Good night, everybody. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.